Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and happy Valentine's Day. Love is in the air, and we mm-hmm. feel it here on the Penny Bloom Podcast. It is I, Colton Robertson, and I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. This is our third Valentine's Day as a podcast. Mm. Uh, we're coming up on the four-year anniversary, but we started just after February 14th, back in 2019. And we've never done any sort of celebratory episode for Valentine's Day. And we figured, you know what? Maybe this year's the year. I'm I'm happily in love. Feel like I can do this. Um so we're we're doing a five by five for the first time in a few months, and I'm very excited about it. Fills the week out perfectly. Uh, we're keeping, you know, that streak going of just keeping the week full of pods, mm-hmm. um, which is which has been awesome. All um, business, all the time here. But, but yeah, this is this is more of a fun one, you know. No, nothing no, to watch, I, nothing to, uh, you know, take notes over or, or yeah, you know yeah. anything. Just thinking, just the love, stuff. man. Yeah. Just the love. Where have you oh, felt man. the love? And uh, mm-hmm. so a five by five. We haven't done one of these since June of 2022. So Holy it's been a crap. Long time. Wow. Yeah, we did two back to back. We did one in May and we did one in June of 2022. And we have not touched this idea since. Um, mm. Not because we haven't wanted to. We've just been busy. Uh, we've had a lot going on. We've had a lot of stuff to cover. And mm-hmm. uh, it just kind of got lost, lost in translation. But today we're doing five by five Valentine's edition. Now, that's very broad. Uh, so since we are, you know, TV entertainment movie podcast, we're going to we're going to stick in our lane. You know, we're going to do five top fives. That's what our five by five is. We're going to start with our top five love songs. Now, that's extremely broad. Um, I don't have them in any order. I'm not even 100 percent sure these are for sure my five favorite love songs hmm. today. These are the five love songs. I was like, you know what? Yep. I love those. So. We got five love songs. We got top five romantic movies. I feel very good about that one as well. That one, I have a little mm. bit more of a structure too. I do feel like that is in oh, order. Yeah. Mm. And uh, that's that's kind of how it is from here on out. Um, after that, we're going to our top five television relationships, television romances. And uh, I'm very excited for that one as well. We've both watched a lot of TV. I'm interested to see if we have any crossover there just because we do have mm. – Similar tastes here and there and now and then. Uh, so top five TV romances. And then after that, that th- those three or four, the more broad general audience, we know that's for everybody. Uh, but then our, our niche, the stuff we get into a little bit more regularly dominates the last 10, the last two sets of five. Uh, after that, we're going to top five Star Wars relationships. That's for the Star Wars fans. 
uh, because we're Star Wars fans and uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of love in a galaxy far, far away. So that's that's going to be a fun one to chip away at our top five Star Wars romances. And then we're going to finish the show with our top five comic book slash comic book movie relationships romances. Just uh, if if it does happen to be because of a comic book movie or a comic book show, specify that it's that version of the couple you're talking about. Um, but still, most of the time, it's rare that a comic book movie or show goes for a romance that isn't based in actual comics. It does happen. It does happen. Um, hasn't happened a lot hmm. uh, since like Arrow. That was uh, that was the one. Oliver Queen and Felicity Smoke. While a cute television couple, comic book fans do not like that couple. Um, that is not hmm. ideal. Okay. Um, but yeah, so those are the five love songs, yeah. romantic movies, TV mm. relationships, Star Wars relationships, and comic book relationships. It's all love. Love is in the air, baby. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so what do you say we get started with our first set of five and top five love songs? Would you like to go first? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'll start with a song that I've known that will be at my wedding reception and it will be mm-hmm. probably, I hope to be a duet. Um, just depending on how willing she is to do the other part, <laughs> but it is "Ain't No Mountain High Enough" by Ain't Marvin no Gaye and high. Tammy Terrell. Um, Ooh, okay. I have always just envisioned this to be like I'm fresh of getting married. I'm at my reception. I am going to sing this song. I'm I'm going to sing my heart out to this song at my reception. Um, mm. and the lyrics. I don't know. It's just kind of like a. A good, you know, marriage song. You know, it's it's just about just being there. Um, yeah, and a, a lot of the, a lot of the, every single one of these songs that I've chosen, a lot of them are like for specific lyrics or specific moments. And this one is right. the the reception song, I guess you could say. Ah, I love um, that. I love that. I get. I I love that feeling because uh, I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of ones that are like I have one specifically that's like because of the relationship I'm in. It reminds me of the relationship mm-hmm. I'm in, and oh yeah, uh, stuff like that. It expands further beyond that, but that that's definitely that's a great way to start it off. And I think I'll follow you in that vein with what I've got to guess is the oldest song on my on my five. This isn't necessarily ranked number five, like I said, but mm. uh, Moon River by Louis Armstrong. Uh, been many renditions of this song since, and I don't even know if Louis Louis Armstrong's is the first. Um, I just know that I love his version of the song. Uh, another great version of the song is by Frank Ocean, more recently. Hmm. Uh, oh both, yeah! Oh, I do, fucking gorgeous! That's where song. I know. That's where I knew it from. Yeah, was the Frank yes. Ocean version? Okay, wow. Yeah, um, and that, I mean, I almost put the Frank Ocean version simply because, if I'm being honest with myself, that probably is my favorite version of the song. But I love Louis Armstrong's deep, gravelly voice that's just, it fits, hmm. kind of, like, strangely in such a romantic song and such a soft melody and stuff. It's so strange to hear someone like Louis Armstrong perform songs like that, like, uh, And I think to myself... What a wonderful world. That's also him. You know, like that's like Louis Armstrong's the shit. Um, Apparently it was composed by Henry Massini and lyrics by John Mercer. Um, okay. Originally performed by Audrey Hepburn. Hep- 
for breakfast at um, Tiffany's and huh? breakfast. At, yeah. I didn't um, know that's where that was originally at. That's cool though. I'm glad that it is a movie original song. That makes me feel yeah. very happy too. Uh, it won record of the year and song of the year in 1962. Look at that. So yes, so, it does. It does predate, uh, ain't no mountain but, high enough, uh, for sure then. Uh, yeah. Well, I would assume so. I think, um, but if we want to stick with the older vein, I'm, I don't know when this came out. I'm interested. Um, might be even older. It is. Uh, the only reason I know of it is from the MCU, and it's it's uh, Steve and Peggy's. You know their oh. dance. You know their dance. It's it's been a long, long time. Uh, by Kitty Colleen and Harry James. Okay. Um, but it's it's you know it's just that trumpet. You know, at the beginning, just the very smooth yeah, jazz, true. and then and then it actually goes into like the lyrics. Um, which are really, really good, just about, um, it's just been too long since I've been without you, you know, mm-hmm. don't even say a fucking word, just come here and kiss me, is what the yeah. song is basically, you know, about, and, um, I love, I love, you know, and it has the MCU connection, so it's like, it's like, and it's just a really good love song, so, yeah. uh, no, I love I just, that, um, and I really like jazz, I really like the, the time period too, I just wonder when that came out, like, I don't even know at all, um, like these are like the the people who are singing or playing. I'm assuming Harry James is playing, mm-hmm. and Kitty Colleen or is the the performer you know, singing the vocals. Um, let's see. It came out in 1963. Oh, Nin- oh, I see a 1944 the by Helen Forrest. Sense uh, but, because of where. Uh, Steve and Peggy are mm, plucked out. That's of what I was gonna line. say. Um, yeah, but I guess the version of the song, song they used original yeah. is probably the original version, and that's yep. the '60s performance of it, mm-hmm. which is a funny little plot hole in the mm-hmm. MCU. Uh, well, they were listening to wait. No, because it would have been. When was that? I think it's the '40s. I think he goes he like went... right back to when. Oh yeah, it would have just. Like, oh been yeah, for twenty years, and now we're seeing them dance. I guess that's never been clarified. Um. But it's definitely not the '60s yet, you know. No, it no way, it's the fucking, '60s. Uh, um, she had like the whole fucking, uh, oh, what's the monog- uh Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not the '60s. Um, love so, that. so an even older song, and that's definitely the oldest song on the list. I think I'm going to stick with you as far as the title. Very close. I went with long, uh-huh. long time by Linda Ronstadt, most recently heard in The Last of Us, Episode 3. Um, this one's less love and more heartbreak, you know? Uh, yeah. It's more because you're missing someone, not because you're deeply in love with them. But still, I think it holds a deep resonance, and I think that, you know, heartbreak songs, while not the exact same as love songs, they fit in the same vein. And mm. uh, they're both made because you loved something, you know? Uh Mm-hmm. And this song, prior to that episode of TV, would not have been on this list. But I've been unable to stop listening to it since it came out. Um, God damn, that episode has changed me. Th- like it's it's just changed things. <laughs> um, it's I don't know. People are calling it the magnum opus of HBO television, and I agree. Like it's up there, I, dude. I, 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 like of television, like. I guess of the scope of that show, of the scope of that episode, you know, of just, if you just, Bill and Frank, 
solidify that. I think we'll get there actually later. We will. We could we could save it. Uh, um, but yeah, the song just pairs so well with it. Um, ah, I fucking love it. And mm-hmm. you know, I, lo- I I've been listening to Linda Ronstadt's like original rendition of the song, obviously, and uh, mm-hmm. she's fantastic at singing. Man, like I I've, I ended up diving into that whole album of hers after that. And it's just a great album. And I, I, mm. I thank the last of us for putting me on to a uh, long, yeah. long time by Linda Ronstadt, because I was yeah. familiar with Linda Ronstadt, mostly because my grandpa was just, my grandpa was a huge music fan. He had, he has mm. like a ton of records that he's passed down to me that are from forever ago. That's and, sick. Uh, very cool. And he was a big Linda Ronstadt fan back in the day. I don't ha- I don't think I have any of the vinyls, but maybe he still does. Maybe he kept that to himself. Um, mm. But but my dad informed me. He was like, yeah. Like, I asked him, have you heard Long, Long Time by Linda Ronstadt? And and he was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your grandpa was a huge fan of Linda Ronstadt. And I was like, oh, Oh. yeah, of course he was. That's on brand. I love that. No, it's not on brand. It's actually hilarious. Um, Hmm. Wow. Linda Ronstadt, a little... I get. Yeah, I don't know. The Last of Us has put uh, a lot of good songs at the end of the episodes. Um, Well, some... Yeah, some are worse than others. Um, but my God, fuck. Um, you know, I guess sticking with the tragic lane, I guess here. Uh, one of my songs is from a movie that is more of a tragic love story that didn't make my list. Uh, but the song is just so good that I had to include it. And it's "Is That All Right" by Lady Gaga from A Star Is Born. Um, and like if you li- like, just the song is just good in itself, and like you're, it's. You know, you're watching the movie, and it's great. Like, I sat down just to listen to the lyrics one time, like, one night, and I was just like, oh, my, like, oh, my God. Like, geez. Um, but, yeah. Um, I just, I just, the song is just so good. Uh, the movie, the movie was very, very close to making the list, and I feel like that's why I included it, the song, in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like this will be kind of paired with um, ain't no mountain high enough. This is more of a slow dance, uh, reception song. Here, um, is is the idea behind this one. I love that. I so. love that. No, it's a good choice. I actually, uh, shamefully, I have not watched that movie. Uh, uh. with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I have watched the original. Well, maybe not even the original one. That movie's been remade a couple times, but uh, mm. uh, the one with uh. Oh, Barbara Streisand, I think is mm-hmm. what it is. Yep, that's yeah, the original. Watched, yeah, I, okay, that is the original. Or the, maybe not the original. I think there might be even one before then as well. I don't know. before then. One yeah, in 1937, yeah. one mm-hmm. in 1954, one in 1976, and now one in 2018. But I've seen the one with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. Mm. Um, and uh, Chris yeah. Christopherson, funny enough, a little crossover with fucking Blade of all mm. movies. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, Star is Born very tragic at the end, kind of um, yeah. in, yeah. Um, I don't know if, if it's the same with the Barbara Streisand one or, or not, no, but I think but like, I had no idea Bradley Cooper could sing like that uh, for one. And like the, the actual performances of like Bradley Cooper going on tour with Lady Gaga and like singing some of those songs, like right. sometimes it was really just cool. Um, and it really that seemed that they were like, shows, man. yeah, it really seemed that they were like a couple for a while at, like during, like they after had, that movie, like, it, I don't know. They had insane chemistry. Um, yeah. Like it was, it was <laughs> leading through. I remember when they performed, I can't remember if it was at the Oscars or the Grammys, 
Mm. But whichever it was, they performed on stage and it was like, oh, they they fell in love. Yeah. Like, oh, real. yeah. Um, I'm, no, I don't I don't think they did or anything. They're just really <laughs> good at their yeah. job. Um, it's just what they do. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Insane. Yeah, yeah I Man. can't I can't fathom it. Uh, but regardless, that is a good choice. Uh, I have heard the songs from the movie. I've just never mm. watched the movie. Um, yeah, yeah. That version of it anyway. I just know that Lady Gaga is a fantastic performer, so mm-hmm. I tend to listen to her shit as soon as it comes out typically. But uh, the rest of mine are all pretty upbeat, happy, mm. happy-go-lucky songs. I only got three left now. Um, okay. And where I'll start is uh, probably the funniest addition on my list, uh, <laughs> just because I've loved this song since I was like 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It's not so much the lyrics. The lyrics are cute. Not not cute. They're extremely sexual. It's a very sensual song. Uh, Love Me Like You Do by Ellie Goulding. Um, I fucking love Ellie Goulding just shamelessly. Uh, fantastic singer. Fantastic mm. artist. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very 2015 pop. This this song was featured in Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, it's hey. a... It's a fantastic song. I love I love the production on it. I love Ellie Golding's voice. Mm-hmm. Nothing and wrong. Played, oh no, absolutely not. Nothing wrong. I fucking love that song. Uh how do you think our grandfather's favorite love songs came to be? It was it was just those songs that came out during their time, you know, right. like that. So it's it, 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 our favorite love songs will eventually just be like the current artists that that we have, which exactly. my my last two are very current songs um as well you know so it's like i think that it's i would hope that some of my favorite love songs later in life do come from my generation of artists or songs that i no, i yeah, listen this to one, growing up. this one's been in the rotation for but, years i remember uh there was a movie trailer i think it was for the movie endless love which is also a remake but mm. this song was featured in the trailer if i'm not mistaken if it's not I spent years looking for the song that was in that movie trailer. <laughs> really? And, and this was and it? I found this and settled on it. I don't even know for sure. Oh. But, um, I think it's it. I'm fairly certain. Almost hmm. 100%. Uh, but yeah, man, this song. What was is, the movie? The trailer uh, for what? It would have been 20. This love. 2014 trailer. Let's see. The official trailer. I think it was Endless Love. It'd be even funnier if I've been looking at the wrong fucking movie. Well, it's at least this trailer is not Love Me Like You Do. It's a lot slower of a song. Hmm. At least that trailer. Um, but who knows? Yeah. No one does. I certainly don't. I also love that movie, by the way. Endless Love, fantastic mm. film. Uh, mm. Haven't seen it. Um, can't quite speak on it, but... But no, can't speak on the song though. Song is uh is very good. Song um, goes nuts. Yeah, song Ellie Ellie Goldie just knows how to. She's she's kind of like the uh. Let's see what what is she kind of like in the movie? And kind of like the Steven Spielberg, just consistent absolute bangers. You know, like whenever they drop a movie, you just kind of know it's going to be good. That's that's a um, quote it, I'm going to have to tweet <laughs> or something. Uh, Ellie Golding is the Steven Spielberg <laughs> of music. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, you, can, you, can, you can take that one to the bank. 
Um, <laughs> I'll stand by that one for, until the day I die, I guess. I, I don't know. There's probably a better um, analogy of an artist out there that's closer to a Steven Spielberg, but I don't know. Nope, there's not. Um, I think that's it like, just it applies yeah. to Ellie Goulding. So, so yeah. Um, oh, anything could happen by Ellie Goulding goes fucking crazy, too. Like, God damn. That fucking... Oh, that's okay. All I'm I don't want to get yeah. copyrighted. That shit goes nuts, though. Uh, Ellie Golding okay. is incredible. Um, oh, okay. Well, but, uh, hmm. yeah, my pick. Love me like you do for another one of there. One up there. Well, I'll stick with the the happy trend and not go. I guess it's not sad per se, but I'll stick with the happy trend. And it's a Coldplay song. Hmm. Um, and it is him for the weekend. Uh, it also has Beyonce. Uh, yeah, just Beyonce's in the song, just not credited oh, at all for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, it's Coldplay and Beyonce, and uh, the lyrics are, I mean, the, the whole song is a poem, like, straight up. Like, I guess all of, all music is pretty much poetry, um, but this, I mean, it's just like, if you read these lyrics, it's, they're insane. Like, it's just, when... Let's see. When I was a river dried up, you came to rain a flood. Uh, drink for me, drink for me. Blah, 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 blah. Put your wings on me when I was so heavy. So it's like just I, every it's it's always it's it's always about like even though you are struggling yourself, you still did everything in your power to make sure that I was doing okay. Mm. And still, I so it's like that. even when I'm at my low, you know, like uh, drink for me when I'm so thirsty. Uh, put your wings on me when I'm so heavy. That's um, crazy. Blah, blah, blah. So, um, I love that. I love that because they're my like one of the songs that I was so fucking close to putting on this would have been a perfect little follow up song to that because mm. uh, I I considered Soldier by Gavin DeGraw, and I'll I'll read you the. It's more I'm there for you if you're having a tough time as opposed mm. to you're there for me if I'm having a tough time. Where uh, mm. the chorus is a. Uh, uh, I'll get it if you need it. I'll search if you don't see it. You're thirsty. I'll be rain. You get hurt. I'll take your pain. I know you don't believe it, but I said it and I still mean it. When you heard what I told you, when you get worried, I'll be your soldier. I was mm. like, <laughs> I love that oh. song. Love oh, that I know. Song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm listening I'll to it now. I know that now. If you need it. Gavin DeGraw fucks too. Man, I forgot. Man, there's a lot of Gavin DeGraw that. Oh, I not over you? about. When yeah. we were kids and that song went fucking huge. Whoa. No matter what you say, I'm not over you. Crazy. It, um, the One Tree Hill theme song, I Don't Want to Be. That's uh, him? That's him. That's also him. I'm not a, I don't know, I haven't watched One Tree Hill. So, oh. I know. I don't. You might have missed the boat. I think you kind of have to watch it when you're a teen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I remember everyone was talking about it and I don't know why I didn't go and fully i don't know i don't know why i didn't pull the trigger but i think i just yeah just missed that wave mm -hmm. um, no, I, get you. But, I was big yeah. on that wave. i loved that wave but yeah i don't know i i always knew that um i didn't know it was beyonce for the longest time for this like i listened to this song and i just thought it would like because she's never credited at all and i'm like right. man this this is like Whoever this is, they have such a great voice for the longest time. I'm like, wow, they they are so great. And I'm like, man, I really wonder who it is. And like, I don't know when it was, maybe like a couple years ago. I look it up. I'm like, what the? It's Beyonce. I'm like, well, it makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just Coldplay and Beyonce. Coldplay 
is like my my dad loved U two growing up, and Coldplay mm. is just basically the next U two. I mean, it's it's like the modern day U two, um, and just Beyonce. I I don't know it. I uh, Beyonce. I, I, I love it. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Beyonce. No, there were a few Beyonce songs I almost picked. I almost picked Crazy in Love. Uh, that one's way more upbeat. Uh, mm. Like that would far and away be the most upbeat song on my list if I put it. Uh, Mm. I almost picked a Rihanna song, uh, another one from that era that I associate with, like "Not Over You" and stuff. We found love. Uh, we found love in a hope. Mm. Ooh, that shit went up. That shit went okay. up. Yeah, you yeah. know, like a lot of that nostalgic era where I was a young kid, mm. probably like the peak romanticism of my life as far as. Uh, like when I was like 13, 14, 15, that was the most hopelessly romantic I ever was, I think. Like, and so mm. songs from that era just absolutely resonate with me on a, on an extremely deep level. Um, I'm just trying, I'm going to my throwback list. I'm just trying to find one that, that fits that real quick. Um, I feel like Sean Kingston had a few in there. Yeah, oh, Jason Derulo. Yeah. It, he was more, Rulo, he baby. was more, uh, like tragic love. I feel like what you say is more like, yeah, what you say is like, I, yeah, like, like, I think it's like, he cheated. Tell me what you say. And it's like, yeah, it's like, forgive cheated. me. It's like, oh my, like, I didn't know. I, I, I used to sing that song just like, just jam out to it for the longest time. Then it's like, oh yeah, it's actually a, so- a song about him cheating and asking for forgiveness. It's like, oh, okay. Um, changes it a little bit, but she went up. Jason Derulo, I don't know. That, that period was strong. Um, Jason Derulo had a few when I was in high school that just like, it was after his like true, mm. like number one status. It was when he was mm-hmm. on his way, not on his way down, but he was still big because I think it was from the Talk Dirty album with like wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Uh, trumpets. And, uh, trumpets was trumpet pretty good. went crazy, bro. Um, riding solo in my head. Maybe in my in- head, I see you all over. And yeah, that was pretty good, actually. Uh, more of an upbeat love there, I guess. If you feel my but, fantasy uh, in my head, yeah. Did let's see. I have you done your fourth, or have I done? I think um, I did my fourth. I believe. Uh, I think I have two more. Okay. Yes, I only have one more. Uh, okay. Then yeah, I like, think I just did him for the weekend by Coldplay. That's what I. Okay. Did. Yeah, and then we got off talking about stuff from yes, a long time ago. that era. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with uh, my last, my second to last one, I think I'm gonna go with uh, "Better Together" by Jack Johnson. Uh, mm. Loved loved me some Jack Johnson ever since I was a very young lad. Uh, I remember my dad had a couple CDs that we would rotate between. And it was like, uh, it was like 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, and then this. Yes. Why does every dad listen to 50 Cent? Ev- 50 like, Cent goes nuts. I guess he's just, he is just that good. He's 50. I don't know. I, he's 50 Cent. I, I don't know. Oh, he almost had a love song I went with from that album. Uh, in the club. You're right. <laughs> I almost went with In the Club by 50 Cent. No, I'm I almost went with 21 Questions by 50 Cent. If oh. I fell off tomorrow, would you still love me? Okay. If I didn't feel so good, would you still hug me? If I got locked Man. up and sentenced to a quarter century, could I, could I count on you to be there to support me? 50, 
actually goes way harder than I thought. The man, oh my god, he I has, give him credit. He for. has the yeah. single hardest bar in rap history. I have no doubt about this. I actually just played this for Emily yesterday. Okay. Uh, it's in many men. Oh, many I men. Love that. Many, 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 many men wished up on me. Yeah, that shit goes crazy. But it's that part where he says, uh, uh, cause the story behind that song is he got shot nine times and survived. Mm-hmm. And then the dude who shot him died, uh, not too long after. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he says, and now it's clear that I'm here for a real reason. Cause he got hit like I got hit, but he ain't fucking breathing. And the and the the fucking production drops out on breathing, and it's just like it's like a drops the mic. Fucking forget about it. Like that shit is the hardest bar in rap history. But on the other side of things, whereas we mm-hmm. would listen to many men, we would usually follow it up with like banana pancakes or better together by mm-hmm. Jack Johnson. Ah, uh, uh, better together by Jack Johnson. The most yeah, it's like. The most easygoing, just relaxing. (laughs) Yeah, like it's so Uh, nice. It's so laid back. And uh, basically, for my entire life, if I was in a relationship, the song I wanted to relate to the most was Better Together. You know, like that's what I, that's how I wanted to feel always. And uh, and, uh, it's nice to feel that way. And Better Together is uh, a perfect encapsulation of what it's like to feel love for me on a personal note. Okay. Well, my last one uh, is from my guy, uh, my dude, Cuddy. Um, mm. Had to include one from him. And this one is more of a self-love song. Um, it's not really a relationship, romantic sort of love. It's more of a, uh, you got to love yourself first before you can do anything. And it does involve um, love, the concept of it. Uh, mm. The song's just called Love. Um, it was an unreleased song that he's he he's just been sitting on for like 13 years for whatever reason. Uh, I think he was I think he just didn't have like the licensing for it, um, and the copyright and stuff like that, so he could never release it um under his name, which kind of sucked. But he finally he got all that squared away and it released on um the boy who f- who flew too close to the moon or the boy who flew to the moon, yeah, uh, volume one like um last year. And uh, thank God I could just finally have it on Spotify and I don't have to have it on YouTube or something wherever. Right. Um, but this uh, was the song that um, it was it's like my morning. It's been my morning alarm song. It's been like the song that reminds me to take my medicine uh, for 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 I don't even know how long. Um, right. Like all through all through, I think, middle school. It was like my, um, it was like when I first had it as like my alarm song. So it's been for so long um but i mean it, it's yeah it's just more um and like cuddy what he does with lyrics is i just he knows that people are in the mindset of like uh very dark mindsets when they listen to his music sometimes mm-hmm. um and there's a line in the song where when you listen to it and you're down you hear it as I shouldn't kill myself. Okay, you, you very like it is almost clear as day. And like whenever I first like heard the song, like I just thought that's what he said, like straight up. I'm like, okay, like mm-hmm. like cool. I mean, he talks about suicide a lot in his songs, and you know, yeah. it just sounds it just sounds like that. What he's actually saying um, is that he's trying to make or that. Let's see, um, where's the line? I just have to. 
to find it. Um, oh, man. I sit and tell myself, okay. That is all he says. I sit and tell myself, okay. But it I sounds, I mean, it sounds like I shouldn't kill myself, okay. I have to find another way is the line is the line right after it. So you're you're kind of led to believe in that way. But he does that on purpose so that whenever you go in and you look at the lyrics, you're like, oh, he's got that. He's got. I love like and and the thing is, is like, I'm not just making this shit up. Like he's like in an interview, like he has said that this is the point of the line. This is what he does. Like in a lot of his songs, he does this so that whenever people go to look at the lyrics, they're a lot happier than they might think, you know, um, or a a lot more up. Uh, the I it's not sad uh, whenever yeah. you, you look at it and and that's what the song's all about is about it's just about it it might get shitty you know it's it's life's shitty but you got to love yourself you just got to move on you got to mm. you got to press forward um so had to include a cutty song in here I love it I love it no yeah that's that's a great one uh he's got a lot of goodies man a mm. lot of good love songs too but mm. uh I'm a stick in uh, not the same vein, but a similar vein as far as it being like you're in a low spot. This song kind of. I don't think it's necessarily the greatest message. You should fi- you should be able to find happiness and self-love within yourself. You shouldn't have to go to someone else to find it. But it is mm-hmm. about someone else making you realize your worth is sort of, mm-hmm. uh, sort of the idea of it. And it's called uh, Can I Sleep in Your Brain? by Ezra Furman. Uh, I fucking love this song, and this is the one that I have on this list because of the relationship I'm in. Uh, I remember one of the first playlists I made for Emily, this was this was on it, and I was like, yeah, uh-huh. like I love, I love this. Because uh, just like the very title of it, Can I Sleep in Your Brain, it's an intimacy that like you want, like no matter what, if you know what it means or not, it's an intimacy you kind of want to experience. Uh, Can I sleep in your brain? And I'll read the lyrics for you here. Can I rest my bones in your head? I won't make too much noise while I stay here. I just need some kind of shelter. Anywhere I try to go, I'm still stuck in my own skull. And lately, that's no kind of place to go. You know, like he's like, I've been real fucking Mm. down. Is there any Mm. chance that you might be willing to help me? Uh, Is there maybe room in your temporal lobe? Like, that's one of my favorite Mm. lines in the song. Uh, is there maybe room in your temporal lobe? You yeah. lined up perfectly. Um, oh, no shit. With That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I clicked it to like go right to that line, but yeah, you lined up really perfect. That was, that and was then, pretty like, good. Just, it, it picks up like it's kind of slow for a while and then it just like hits like a running point where he says, uh, I want to sleep in your brain. I want to wake you up early. I want to make you black coffee if you'd like. Ooh. I'll do whatever's required of me to have the roof of your brain above me. I got nowhere else that I can stay tonight, so can I sleep in your brain? I'm like, ooh, that's crazy. That's like, mm-hmm. and again, like, I just, I like the, the lack of literalness in it. It is very metaphorical and very mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. artful. You know, I like the, I like the, the depth of it, even though it is pretty surface level. It's not a hard mm-hmm. concept to grasp. It's like I just like the, whenever you can make love about something outside of your heart or. uh uh, the general idea of it or strictly saying it. He's like, yo, can I sleep in your brain? It gets an intimacy across that's not traditional by any means. Mm. So I, I really enjoy that song and uh, I had to include it. Oh yeah. That rounds it out. 
A dozen That's deep. That's the list. There we are. Uh, there's Alrighty. our top ten love songs. We, <laughs> For today. We got a, yeah, we got a playlist over there. Uh, you yeah, know, we got I a few know, playlists maybe... on Spotify. Go check it out on Penny Bloom Pod. Yeah, I guess we do have the uh, the idea. But there were a lot more, so maybe we do just throw in the other ones that we yep. were thinking of on there um, as yeah, well. Sure. Um, put it out there, we'll but yeah. It out, put it out on Valentine's Day with this. It'll be a good oh, idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we got a Spotify playlist up for you and the people you love. Um, go check it out. But with that, let's go to movies. Top five romantic movies. I'll be working from the bottom up here. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like me to start this time since you started last time? Uh, I mean, my five is just really kind of – it's good, but it's just kind of. Gotcha. You know what? You kick it off. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Do yeah, I think I this was the one where I'm like, do I want to or not? It's just kind of, but it's just Titanic. Um, ah. I haven't really watched many just specific romantic movies, like specifically romantic movies in my life. Um, but like Titanic, it's I watched it as a kid more for like, I want to see the ship split in half and all the chaos. Yeah, but then right. now I watch it, you know, grown up and I'm like, ah, I want to, like, now I can just see two people fall in love in a ship and From just different walks and, of life. Yeah. Ooh. And just go. And it's like, oh, okay. Now I appreciate this movie so much more, um, than, than I ever have. Um, and, I and I was thinking of just like, who are my, like, some of my favorite just like movie couples of all time and like, Jack and Rose is just kind of like, you know, you, you want to be at the, at the front of the Titanic at the edge of the world. You, you want to, everyone wants to do that. You know, that's like a staple, I feel like. So it's like, um, it's corny. It's whatever. It's the Titanic. It's James Cameron. I don't give a fuck. It, you know, and I was trying to think of like, uh, the Steven Spielberg analogy, but for ah, James Cameron, Cameron, um, that I like. And, um, and she makes good fucking music, you know? I think that's what I really meant was James yeah. Cameron and not that. Steven Spielberg. I think that's what I really meant. Um, She's but a yeah. spectacle. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm starting, uh, I guess, just with Titanic there. Um, I love so. it. That's a great place to start. And a truly romantic movie. That's kind of how I approached it. You know, all of mine are, hmm. they are romance movies, whether it's rom-com or straight-up romantic uh, it's it's gonna be one of those two because it's been a genre I've loved my whole life because of my fucking mom. My mom loves loves mm. romance movies and loves rom coms. So I can't tell you how many times, like when I would sit down to watch a movie with my mom when I was young to a teenager, it was gonna be a rom com. When I sat down to watch a movie with my dad, funny enough, it was probably gonna be a stand up comedy, and it didn't it didn't overlap mm. a lot. So I would watch rom coms <laughs> with my and stand-up comedy with my dad um but uh yeah uh i got a few on here that uh are because of watching it when i was younger and okay. uh, titanic is one of those titanic mm -hmm. is one that i watched with my mom at some point you know the notebook it's not on here but the notebook is mm -hmm. for sure there. the nicholas sparks based movies i've watched a lot of those um mm. None of them made the list, but I do, I do enjoy them. Uh, specifically, yeah. the Notebook, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. Hard to fuck up. Uh, yeah, that but, one's pretty well known. 
Yeah, and it's damn good with good reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get into mine, my five. Mm-hmm. I went with a rom com, a more modern rom com. I do believe it's the newest. Yeah, it's the newest movie on my list. Uh, it's always be my maybe. It's a rom com starring Randall Park and Ali Wong. Uh, and must mention that Keanu Reeves makes an appearance in this movie as, as Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Yes, what? He plays, he plays Keanu Reeves and dates Ali Wong briefly. Uh, <laughs> he plays a psycho. He plays just an insane version of himself. And it's, it's fantastic. He breaks a vase over his head at one point in the movie to prove that he is more man than Randall Park. Uh, it's outstanding. He's like, uh, I'm, I'm better than you in every way and you know it. I'll prove it. Uh, and he, he does shit like that. Fantastic. But that's just like, that's just like an undernote when it comes to the mm-hmm. romance in the movie. Um, it's, it's a, you know, they grew up together. They were friends their entire lives. Uh, they fell apart. They come from different walks of life after that. You know, she gets really rich and famous. He's really blue collar. And then, you know, they, they find their way back together under strange circumstances. And it's like, whoa, maybe mm. we were meant to be the whole time. You know, it's a very traditional uh, formatted rom-com. Although I will say the comedy in it is typically a lot funnier than your traditional mm. rom-com. Like, uh, hey, this is if, a strong, strong recommend for me. This entire yeah. list is. I haven't uh, seen it, but it's got Jimmy Woo and Keanu yeah. Reeves. Like, what and i yeah. haven't seen it yet so i think yeah that guy i'm a, i'm a, i'm a need to your your letterbox has been a very very valuable resource in movies that i need to watch yeah. like coming up and the the list is very large of these <laughs> movies that i need to i need you know need to watch in air quotes right, you know right. um but like a lot of it's just to like catch up for like dc stuff or catch up for just other stuff you know or whatever but but a lot of it is just like oh my god this movie came out just like last year and i have not seen it still like nope i still have not seen like i have told myself to sit like i don't know anyway yeah and always be my maybe it's got to be less than five years old i gotta guess that was 2019 Mm. or 2018 i don't know um i think it was 2019 Uh, uh yep 2019 yeah, mm-hmm. that was the shit. I uh, I loved that movie, and I still love that movie. It's got a very, like, 90s hip-hop soundtrack, too, which is kind of random for a rom-com, but it okay. works really well within its context. I really enjoy it. Hmm. Um, yeah, strongly recommend Always Be My Maybe, so that's what I've got at the five here. Okay. Well, moving on, um, I got a, the next – actually, all of them, <laughs> and I just realized – the rest of these are movies that are on our 52-year journey through film. Oh, uh, great. Every single one of them. Uh, There's wow. not a lot of traditionally romantic um, movies, I just guess, movies with romances in them. I guess, yeah. Um, but I feel like it's kind of... And th- this one is why it's it's four. Tick, Tick, Boom uh, comes four. Um, and it's it's more of like... I guess whenever I think of like romance in movies and like... It's just kind of like what the romance, like I'm looking through the lens of watching it like through uh, the love aspect, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like whenever you watch Tick, Tick, Boom the first time, I'm just kind of watching it to understand the movie and I'm, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just watching the movie, whatever. But then the second time I watch it, I'm like, I know I like 
because at first I was so aggravated with him. I'm like, oh my god, just speak your mind. Just, just say something to her. You know, like, Come to your fucking senses, like holy Jonathan. shit, talk. You know, don't just keep saying, no, I'm busy, I have to push it. I'm, But then, like, after I've seen the movie, I understand now. You know, like, I understand, or I guess, his thought process and how it all ends. Um and you know the the cute little just the gift that that she gets them uh that you know in the library that they couldn't get at first the just the like sheet music uh book like just cute little things like that the movie itself isn't romance driven but a lot of the movie focuses on like w- why the their couple or why their relationship is is not working apart, um yeah. and uh and it I don't know a lot of these are are kind of tragic uh but but they're all i don't know you all you come out of it just feeling much more comfortable um, no i love that i love that tick tick boom as a uh, like through the lens of a romantic movie does make a does make a lot of sense the relationship between uh jonathan and susan right is it susan mm-hmm. yeah yes uh, yeah um that was a song that almost made green green dress but the version by, um by, yes. yeah, by them oh dude that song goes well come um, to your senses that one Ooh, and just uh, that whole yeah wow um yeah, man that's a fantastic like that's that's a love song you know but it's it's a it's not traditional and it's just like oh yeah. i love you so much it's like dude i love you and you love me fucking figure it out oh the fighting which therapy. What, they go, therapy yeah. Yes. I oh my god. Okay. Maybe there is more love. There is more love in this movie than than I once thought. Oh yeah. Johnny can't um, decide. Like I yeah. know that's oh. struggle, but it's about his struggle with deciding whether or not yeah. he should go with his girlfriend and wow. live a life okay. that's just them. And, and you know, like there's a there's a lot of romance in that movie, especially I like the way you framed it, like watching it mm. through a certain lens. Yeah. Like um also kind of deals with that self-love stuff you were talking about with Kid Cudi and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that. So, very prominent theme in that movie, but uh, I like that. That's a good one. Uh, I don't have like, I don't have a single one that I can kind of be like, if you watch mm-hmm. it through that lens, like, no, this is just, these are just romantic. Yeah. That's the point yeah. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and at four, I have a movie from 1987. I do believe, yes, it is the oldest movie on my list. This is where I have Moonstruck starring Cher and Nick Cage, uh, Cher Ooh. actually won a uh, Best Actress Oscar for this, which blew my mind because I know Cher as a singer. That's what I was going to say. Is like, wait, um, what? <laughs> yeah, won a Best Actress Oscar for this movie. It also got nom for Best Picture the year it came out uh, at the Oscars. Uh, that is the weirdest combination. I did well, not I exactly. Ex- I watched. I watched it and was like, oh my fucking god! I love this movie. Like, uh. I, I, I scrolled past it. I can't remember what it was on. I think it was maybe Prime, but I was just like, Cher and Nick Cage. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to watch this movie. And again, it's a rom-com, but far less traditional than Always Be My Maybe. Like it is very, very, uh, it's not nearly as focused on the comedic. The The premise is that Cher is getting married in a hastily just kind of like she's settling. She wants to be married. She mm. finds a guy who's willing to marry her. And she's like, you know what? Sure. She even talks to her mom at one point and she's like, do you love the guy? And he, she goes, no, not really. And her mom goes, that's good. The ones you love are the ones that will tear your heart out. And uh, 
<laughs> okay. So, so oh, it wow. comes from a very cynical, and that's yeah. why it's good because it starts very cynical, mm. and then what she finds over the course of the movie uh, becomes really good. Nick Cage is not the guy she is settling for and marrying. Uh, he's that guy's brother. And uh, <gasps> oh, that's actually awesome. Yeah, no, like that's uh, it's a fantastic movie. I strongly recommend. Uh, yeah. Kansas City Film Critics Circle Award. It won Best Film. And Cher oh, won Best Actress. Deserved. And Olympia Dukakis? Yeah. Won Best Dukakis. Supporting Actress. Um, she yeah, also she won that at the plays, Oscars as well, um, yeah. though. So, yeah, she um, plays Cher's mom, if I'm not mistaken, Olivia Dukakis. And that's uh, what's fantastic about it. She's not the only romance that's keyed in on in this movie. Her mom and dad's relationship is keyed in on in this movie. Uh, it's like generational. They all have their own little storyline within mm. this movie and it's really uh it's really moving it's really powerful it is extremely comedic like there are parts where nick cage is acting his ass off but it's so kind of outrageous that you can't help but kind of be like wow yeah okay uh like mm. he's so over the top dr like devastatingly sad that it's almost funny like he's he's mm. extremely depressed and he's up playing it like crazy uh of independent. I, I don't know why I can only, only, that's the only thing I can think of Nicolas Cage as, is because that's where I first saw him in National Treasure, yeah. and every other role is just, he is the National Treasure guy, and I, I need to watch more Nick Cage, though, because uh, I just haven't watched a lot for that oh, reason, I, sadly. I recommend starting oh. there, because... Not only do you get a fantastic performance from Nick Cage, you get a fantastic performance from Cher, mm -hmm. and just a really good movie overall. He has a few quotes yeah. that are just like outstanding in that movie. Uh, here, I gotta find it because it's outstanding. Um, <laughs> shit, it won, it won a lot of awards, like Cher uh, and Olympia Dukakis, and it won Best Writing. Uh, that year i lost my hand yeah. i lost my bride johnny has his hand johnny has his bride you want me to you want me to take my heartache and put it away and forget it's so funny because you haven't met this character yet and then he launches mm -hmm. into this screaming monologue the first time he talks to share um <laughs> oh wow and it's yeah, just no, like cage way over the top and it's wow. it's fantastic for that reason uh awesome also, extremely Italian movie. Just super hmm. Italian. Like the theme that plays there. Like a big pizza pie. <laughs> that song is the yeah. song in the movie that plays. No. Yes. Actually, the, that Act, song. That song is, is the theme of the movie. And uh, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, strong. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, okay. Um, Sorry, speaking of Italian love movies, there is a movie that you also need to watch. It's bad. It didn't make my list, but it's important to watch bad movies, I think, uh, yeah. because they can still be super enjoyable. And this is one of them. Little Italy, starring Hayden Christensen and Emma Roberts. Oh, no. Uh, Poor Hayden. Hayden. He plays a, a an Italian man. Uh they dye his hair black and he's a little tanner and it is so fucking funny. Um, but it's super cute. Like, and that's the thing is that like, while it's bad, a lot of rom-coms that aren't like the biggest rom-coms ever are really bad. And this is one of them, but it's so good because it's so fun to watch. 
Uh, it. I don't. Okay, the thing is, I am Italian, and I don't. Hayden, am I just stupid, or like, does Hayden Christensen just not look Italian even with black dyed hair? No, he doesn't look Italian at all. Um, like hilarious. Okay, that's part okay. of what's funny about the movie. That, okay, that's uh, like because I'm looking at his family, like in the movie. And they look... They are Italian people. They are very Italian. And then you look at him, and then it's like, oh, who invited uh, Anakin to, yeah. you know, no. to the... And that's that's part of what makes the movie fantastic. Like, and it's got Hayden Christensen and Emma yeah. Roberts, who are fantastic. Yeah. So, like, I say, again, watch it if you want to have a good time. Don't expect anything critically great. No, or you gotta have bad movie movies, drop. yeah. But hmm. arguably more fun to watch because hmm. of the content and the the subject matter. Okay. Um, well, this next one, um, I guess it's there is a, a romance in it, and it, it is the end goal of the movie. But I'd say a hmm. lot of the movie doesn't really focus on the romance itself. Uh, so it's kind of another one of the lens ish movies. But you know, take it as you will. It's Goodwill Hunting. Uh-huh. Um. And, uh, I mean, that's, it's, it's what the movie ends in, you know, he, he goes to get the girl at, at first he, he would have never been in a relationship or thought it was worth his time, you know, to be in a relationship, whatever. He's just, he's doing his thing and, and his, I don't know, mentor of Robin Williams, like learn a life lesson. I I don't know. That movie was just so. Oh, it's fantastic, and I think it's even more a romance movie than Tick Tick Boom is, mm. uh, simply because of both Robin Williams and uh, Matt Damon's characters. Like the thing that they get to bond over, the thing that he calls him out for at the beginning is that he was married and his wife died, and that he's yeah. he's not okay because of it. And then, uh, you know, later later when he's telling the story of how he met her and stuff, like that impacts him. I got to go see about a girl. He has this love throughout the movie and mini driver who because he can't get over himself he can't just seem to settle and be happy he has to be a negative little nancy and you know there's there's plenty of layers there i'm kind of mm. dumbing that down but uh that's that's ultimately what it is uh mm-hmm. he has to go follow her to stanford man like that's uh if the movie culminates and you chasing down a girl Cause she's heading to the airport or she drove, she's, she's across the country. That is, that's a romance movie, man. Like that's, if that's how you end the movie, mm, that was fair. the point of the movie. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know what, just a great, like Ben Affleck and, and Matt Damon. Rit, Another you know, in that self-love like, vein. Wow. Yeah. Um, Stellan Skarsgård is in there. Yeah. Robin uh, Williams. For a little, for a little second. So that's cool. Well, Stellan uh, Skarsgård is pretty prominent in the movie. Cause um, he's, yeah, uh, he's like the a professor to that is tries like, to, um, me, yeah. and it pisses me off because I'll never be as good as you. And I care so much more. It's mm-hmm. like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Quit being uh, a bitch. Yeah. I don't know. No, Goodwill hunting. That's a great fucking choice, man. I, I was, I was tempted because the Matt Damon mini driver stuff in that movie is fantastic that is some of the mm. best stuff in the movie but uh i love that love that choice mm. um my next is before sunrise this is uh directed by richard Linklater and has ethan hawk and julian delpy and the premise of this movie is that ethan hawk is an american who's taking a train across europe hopping out at different towns and sort of just living you know 
Uh, he's having a good time. He's also kind of a cynic. You get like this. However, I'll, I'll continue. He meets a girl on the train. They bond for about 10, 15 minutes. That's the beginning of the movie. And then he's like, this might sound crazy. I know this isn't where you're headed, but would you like to get off the train here and spend the day with me here? Just, just hang out. Uh, she's heading back to France tomorrow. He's going back to America before long. He's got to catch a plane. So before sunrise, they have a day. The entire movie takes place over the course wow. of a day. It's a walk and talk film. It's not exciting. It's it's very it's very just conversational. It's them falling in love over the course of a day, and uh, what they decide to do with that love. And I think it's a really uh, great capturing of young love. I think they're like twenty one, twenty two. 23 in that movie mm. and uh it's it's just them having a really idealized like kind of fictional view of the world that they just don't understand yet uh but they're like if it's meant to be it'll be and we'll we'll live if, if we're meant to be happily ever after we'll be happily ever after and it's so it's so nice i love the movie very simple very artfully made it makes me want to like read and write poetry and stuff you know like it's one of those mm. movies um yeah, and, just looking at the few little clips that i've just seen it looks really cute like it looks just really oh, like horrible. natural it looks very oh. just like um, the chemistry that ethan hawk and julia delpy has is fucking nuts because that is all the movie is is them walking and talking yeah. it's, and they are very flirty that's like because they just met, so obviously he's like, "You're really hot. I'm gonna flirt with you and stuff." <laughs> and she's flirting right back. Yeah, they have an mm -hmm. impeccable chemistry, man. And uh, there are sequels. There are two sequels to this movie, and uh, this one's before sunrise. The second one's before sunset, and the third one's oh. before midnight. And before sunset is set nine years later, and it actually came out nine years later. Um, is it them or a diff? Like yeah, it's them? It's Ethan Hawke <gasps> and Penelope. They're nine years older. Um, oh, do they get to, they, like, they do not, they stay together? I'm not after, telling you that. I guess, yeah, fair enough. I, I don't yeah, wanna... You gotta watch that movie. Like, uh, both those movies are fantastic. I watched mm -hmm. them pretty back-to-back, -back, um, and I I love mm -hmm. them. They will easily, easily some of my favorite romance movies of all time, and uh, Before Sunrise specifically uh, is, is fantastic. I think mm -hmm. that it's just more because that's where I'm at in life. I am 23, and I think Ethan Hawke plays a 23 year old guy and it's very, just like, yeah, very easy yeah. to relate to where you're at. Um, exactly. Makes perfect sense. But, uh, yeah, before yeah. Summer, I only recommend it. Um, well, still sticking with our, our list of movies sticking in the, the musical vein here. Um, it's La La Land. Um, a, the first watch, I was very mad. You know, I, I, at first I was like, no. No, this is not how the movie's going to end. I don't like this. I hate this. Yeah, it's right. going to be okay. I need them to. I need them to get back together. You know, or whatever. Um, but it's 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 a movie that you know changes as you watch it multiple times. Yeah. Um, and it it opened my idea. You know, just to the concept of of a love movie that it doesn't have to always be sunshine and rainbows you know at the end necessarily um but it, it still makes for such a good romance movie you know at the same time we have these this like their theme like me and sebastian's theme mm -hmm. oh dude like i don't know it's 
I, I remember I was just in the car. I think I was driving back from class, and it just came on, uh, like on shuffle. And like I literally, it, it's just piano, like it's just instrumental. Gorgeous. But I could tell, like, oh, this is this is Mia's, like, you know, this is this is him playing for her right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I could tell their personalities in the song. And like that, that has to like wow, what a movie! Um, I just can't think like what it could have been if it like I I, I don't hate Ryan Gosling, like I don't hate him, but like no, man, if it could have just Ryan been movie. like some like if Andrew Garfield just if it could have just been Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, oh my fucking god, it would have just right. a match made in right. heaven! Right. Holy fuck! Like anyway. Um, no, I, I just I actually point. just gave that a rewatch the other day, and I'll talk about it now. It's my one, but I'll talk about it here at two. Oh, uh, that, sorry, that still is, the thunder. Hey, man, yeah. no, that's how this yeah. works. If it's your two, yeah. it's your two. Uh, but it is my one, and I'll save my two for my last discussion since we're here. Might as well talk about it. No need to take the break. Um, oh man, I watched it again just the other day because it's February. I'm in the mood, you know. It's it's a it's a romance movie. And Emily fucking loves it. It was like the second movie we ever watched together, period. Um, and I absolutely adore it. You know, I think mm-hmm. that Damien Chazelle is a fantastic director and a fantastic writer. And the music by, I think it's Justin Horwitz or something like that. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, Emma Stone steals the fucking show. That stood out more than ever on my most recent watch just like she is so fucking good in that movie there's this little scene whenever it's it's over you know like it's not it's not officially over but it's well on its way they had that last fight after he's like uh, you're an actress what are you even talking about and then she had her one woman show and she left and it went badly so she she went uh... back home it's whenever he goes and he sits across the street at the library and honks just for anybody like I know she lives across the street from the library. She told me that. Let me just honk until someone comes out of their house and it's her. And he's telling her, you got to go to that audition tomorrow. Like, you have to. And it's it's the way that he believes in her so hard. Their relationship might be over. He knows that. He's like, it doesn't matter where we're at. This is an opportunity you can't pass up. And it's what gets her. That's when she goes and performs the audition song and does all that Uh. Before that, she's like, uh, I can't do it because what if I'm not good enough? That will just like she goes, that would just that would just destroy me. You know, like that would be the end of me. And like that scene, Emma Stone is fantastic. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, because it's it reminds me a lot of Ethan Hawke and Julia Delpy in Before Sunrise, because the conversation feels so natural. It doesn't feel scripted. Mm. It feels like they are having that conversation. I. it feels like that, like, I don't know if, I, I really felt like it, I don't know, do you think that was scripted? Like, is think, that scripted, think, or do you think they have the general idea, and then they're like, they know the characters, and they know the relationship, and they're just like, Oh, and who knows how much they might have played with the dialogue, you know, like, the dialogue could have been there, and it's basically what, it is what they say, but the way they time it, the choices the actor makes, you know, there's no, like, I, you can put, like, a she pauses right here or something as she stutters and repeats this. But like most of the time, that's an actor's choice to, mm. to play it, how they want to play it. And, you know, a director kind of leads them in that direction and stuff. The point, you know, the direction, mm-hmm. the director. Um, mm. But uh, 
she's she's just brilliant like it feel even if it's not improv if you can make stuff that's not improv feel like improv you're doing incredible and like that's a that's something they do in that movie a lot ryan yeah. gosling and emma stone have fantastic chemistry and uh mm. a romance that you know you want to end up well but doesn't and that's okay they're different the uh, right person wrong time type shit fantastic trope one of my favorites of all time and uh, that movie arguably did it better than anyone ever has. I think mm. Tick, Tick, Boom is another right person, wrong time. And John mm. and Susie. Uh, Man, and they like talk about a visually beautiful movie as well. Gorgeous. Like shot, I don't know, wallpaper galore. Um, freeze frame so many times and just mm. it's beautiful. Uh, like, I don't know, there there was a, a tweet of just like favorite shots of all time in all movies and uh, like la la land the it's like the circle like you it's there's a circle oh there, yeah it's like the sil- oh, like yeah. uh, it's a tunnel they're yeah like, they're, the circle tunnel. tunnel yeah yeah um like that that shot was in there um Gorgeous. up there with like um i, I don't know like just that movie actually Huge. has a Game of Thrones crossover that I didn't realize until I was watching it this most recent time. La La Land? Yeah, not Game of Thrones. House of the Dragon. One of Emma Stone's roommates plays Missaria. Missaria? Uh, she's the in, chick that Damon's hold in, up in the castle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She plays the one in the yellow dress at the beginning in that in the yeah. someone in the crowd. Because uh, I was watching it, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that? And why do I think she's in Game of Thrones?" And then I looked it up. That's and it one of the one of the like colorful dress friends that have the yeah, sequence yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. Yeah, she okay. wears the yellow dress, like rolls over the couch and walks out. Like it's uh, it's fantastic. Oh, sure. I forgot. Yeah, in House of the Dragon, she was she had the thickest accent. The accent. The, the accent. Thick, that oh, with. the th- yeah the. Um, I, I remember all the memes that came came from that. Um, that okay, that's right. But oh no, uh, beautiful movie. Uh, sorry to steal the number one. Hey, that's all right. Uh, How about I give my number there, two, but... and then you can give your number one, so that like the number one still the last intro the the last thing talked about. Okay. What if um, my number two uh, was about time, starring mm-hmm. uh, Rachel McAdams. This right. is on the border of being a rom-com, but makes me sob too much to truly be a rom-com. Uh, it's, it is extremely funny. It also has Domino. What? Plays, uh, Rex? Or, oh, Hux. Rex. Yeah, Hux. Hello. Uh, <laughs> uh, giving him way too much credit there in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, right. Um, no, he but... plays Hux in the sequel trilogy. Uh, uh, yeah, he's but... the, he's the, male lead in that movie but rachel mcadams again is the one who kind of steals the show for me i love rachel mcadams whenever we get to our Mm. top certain amount of actors and actresses she will certainly be on it mentioned the notebook earlier she's in multiverse of madness and doctor strange she's fantastic Mm -hmm. um and uh, this movie is easily my favorite rachel mcadams movie and frankly easily my favorite domino gleason movie probably excluding the last jedi um it's just because uh, this one is the only one that I could say it's about their romance 100 percent, but it de- it definitely has more dimensions to it than just that. There's also 
the relationship between Domino Gleason and his father is explored a lot, very heavily in this. And you kind of see their entire love story. It's not like a will they won't they like, oh, they ended up together. So happy. No, they get married in this movie. And then it's like their life after marriage also, you know, like that's, Hmm. that's part of it. And, uh, it's absolutely adorable, man. Like it's, uh, and the stuff that moves you to tears throughout this movie is more the stuff on the family side, but the romance itself is fantastic. It is kind of sci-fi as well. Cause one of the things that yeah, that's what uh, I was Donald seeing, I'm like, what's do, the sci-fi part about it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's um, the fact that he can, if he goes into an enclosed space and shuts his eyes and thinks about it really hard, he can time travel, go back in time to a place he uh, he can't go anywhere he can only go to where he has been and relive moments he can't stay there he gets to relive it and then go back to where he came from um and it's just about learning to accept uh like while you have that gift you should still live in the moment. Like you should still appreciate the moments while they happen. Instead of knowing you have the opportunity to go back and look at them at any time is, uh, is kind of the idea. And there's some complications as there is with any time travel, which kind of brings the stakes. <laughs> Obviously. To the movie. Um, and it's fantastic, man. I, I love this movie with all my heart and probably my highest recommendation out of all the ones on this top five list. Um, okay. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't expect out of uh, General Hawks. Um, right. No, and he does fantastic but, in it. Hmm? He's oh, really good. Okay. Well, last one again. I don't know. This movie kind of is just everything, is the thing. Um, and it's there's multi. Like it. it is everywhere also. Um, kind at of once. Occurring. Kind of, concurrently? yeah, concurrently. You know, I, I would say it's everything, everywhere, all at once. There's so much, there's so many romances in this movie. Uh, there's mm. self-love, there's the romance, the actual just romance, the, the mother, the father, like the family romance. Uh, you even have a little rock romance for a little, a little finger, a glizzy hand romance. Uh, any, every type of romance you could ask for in this movie. That's the thing. This movie just has everything. But if you watch it through the lens of love. Oh, dude. Oh, man. It's like, I I don't know. I don't know what love story is the best one to focus on. I don't know. For me, on a personal note, it is Evelyn and Wayman. Uh, it is, it is pretty strong. Like, I mean, Obviously, and it's they're the ones whose relationship is at stake throughout the movie. You know, the way it starts with him presenting her divorce papers and being like mm. her realizing that she's fallen in love with him again, but not even fallen in love with him again because of anything he's done. Just because she's like, holy shit, I focused so much on what was wrong that I never realized you're the only person who's ever been right. You know, mm. like it's it's so sweet, man. And whenever and then, him. Uh, Saying, you know, I, I, I think I would have enjoyed a life of us just yeah. in a laundromat, you know, just like part, oh, when the lights are like spinning around them, the multicolored lights, mm-hmm. she like looks at him with such love and affection and straight up the shit that breaks my heart every time I'm watching it is Wayman goes, he looks back like you're looking at mm-hmm. me. 
Mm. Like that's the, that's the way you are looking at me right now. I've, I, I've never hey. seen that from you. Uh, and it's just so, it's so loving. It's so, it is everything. And I, I love it so fucking much. And then mm. the daughters, uh, exactly. Yeah. Evelyn and joy. It's like, Oh my God. I don't know. It's, I don't know what even to focus on in the movie. It's all just so good. Like mm. it's, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to, like, focus on Evelyn and Jamie Lee Curtis's character. I don't know, like, the the Fed, you know, whatever. Um, but even then, even But then, it's like, yeah, it's like they still found love. You know, it's like, ah, oh, it's still it's still beautiful. Who cares? I don't know. It, it's a, The movie is about how we're stronger together. Like, that's what makes life worth living. Being, like, mm-hmm. that's why Joy's Jobu Tupaki wants to fucking kill herself because nobody is on the same page as her. Nobody experiences the things she experiences. And, you know, it is more about family and how you can get through anything together as a family. But Wayman and Evelyn is like, I've gotten through all this because of, because of our relationship. It has grounded me. It has gotten me through. Uh, When you get to Jamie Lee Curtis's and Michelle Yeoh's relationship, you know, it's, it's like, Mm in any universe anything is possible we we found each other in this one like i i think that's adorable i love it mm. yeah i don't know i i figure I, I was trying to rank these and thinking of romance movies at first and you know i guess a lot of mine aren't just strictly romance movies but this one it's hard to argue just kind of what the movie is in general like you can't even put a genre on this movie i feel um it's it's it is just a spectacle of film that belongs in a museum. We need to somehow preserve this movie so that it never goes away, ever. Okay. And if all humans go out, we still have this, you know, it's still out there. It should be our time capsule. Yeah, uh, we need to include it in our human civilization time capsule mm. that we shoot out into space. Not 100%. Um, 100%. So, yeah. I love it. I love that that concludes it. That's a, I mean, it is everything. I think it's fair. Uh, but I'm going to rattle that off again as a recommendations list. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movies you need to watch ASAP are La La Land, About Time, Before Sunrise, Moonstruck, and Always Be My Maybe. And watch Titanic, Tick Tick Boom, Goodwill Hunting, La La Land again, watch and everything everywhere all at once and watch watch that that, like actually just keep that on infinitely just always have Um, on loop in your head (laughs) yeah somehow Um, no that's uh there's science there we could figure that out um Mm -hmm. but from here on in it's just our favorite couples we're going to start with television at large and then get into star wars and comic books i think i want to approach this one a little differently than we've done the first few and literally we take turns going five to one um like I, I give my five, four, three, two, one, then you give your five, four, three, two, one, or vice versa. Okay. Uh, I just think it would take a little less time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agree. So, uh, would you like to go first for TV relationships or me? I guess uh, I don't know. I get I've gone first a lot. I guess in this, um, but I can, I can right. do it. Um, I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off because I'm I'm starting with one that you haven't watched, and I learned that earlier earlier this very podcast okay uh, i've got lucas and peyton from one tree hill there you go yeah uh, love me some one tree hill there's a few great romances in it i could have gone with brooke and julian i could have gone with nathan and Haley, but i went with peyton 
and uh, Peyton and Lucas. Uh, just because this is one that goes back to when I was a teenager, when I was watching the show, the character I wanted to be was Lucas and the chick I wanted to get with was Peyton. Okay. Like that was, that was what I wanted when I was 14. I was like, Oh, how I long to be them. And looking Mm -hmm. back, I'm like, Oh fuck, probably not. Um, they went through an awful lot for high schoolers. It is a high, it is a teen drama. Um, but man, I loved their uh, dynamic. They were the artsy. She was the emo chick who who was who was like real moody, and she she drew and she she had her art, and it was all scratched up pen, and you know uh, he mm, he okay. wrote he wrote he wrote a book. He read a lot. He played basketball. You know, I loved that shit, man. And uh, the I I'm I've been tempted to give One Tree Hill a rewatch. Uh, just because I loved it when I was a teenager and this relationship was a big part of that. And it, there is a lot of, will they, won't they, he, you know, his best friend is Haley, but there's never even a question about that. Him and Brooke date for a time, but then he has to pick between Brooke and Peyton type shit. Fantastic. I love it. Your that pick. You just convinced me to actually include a teenage well like a, a a show that i watched that i thought was too ridiculous to bring up you know i don't know i i will include it i do think it is important uh because uh you you convinced me i guess uh to because i don't know I, I haven't seen one tree hill i guess um but I, I i i wouldn't put it on the same vein as like a how like game of thrones west no. world you know or no, you know like you're... and not even yeah not even close so i, I feel like um hearing that was like okay i'll I'll include this one now um whenever we get there but no i love it anyway i love it but yeah so i had to start with lucas and peyton there um that was my five at my four i went with uh nick and jess from new girl got a couple sitcoms Mm. this is one of two sitcom relationships that i included uh is that i'm not i'm kind of familiar with new girl i'm pretty sure um, yeah, it's Jake it's Johnson. Like, it's Jake yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Chanel. yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Mostly just because, like, whereas I wanted to be Lucas from One Tree Hill, I am more Nick, and they're not the same. You know, mm. they're very far from being the same guy. Um, as mm. I've grown up, I I I realize that I've I've I'm I haven't filled the Nick archetype fully. Um, but not far off. Um, I do think I have a little bit more motivation and and uh, less commitment issues than Nick Miller. Uh, but uh, <laughs> man, yeah, I don't know. That's the thing is that I've I haven't actually sat down to watch the show, but I have seen so many just TikToks or just random clips of the show, cookie, and like I just they're so funny. Like this show is actually funny. Like I don't know. Like man, no. Um, but I don't know. I, I've never. I don't know. I I have the most random collection of scenes from this show. Hmm. Is basically all I have. I think the algorithm thinks I've watched the show. Right. Um, I think honestly, You're like but, you must um, have. Yeah. Right. Um, no, it's fantastic. Strongly recommend that show as well, just because that is hmm. very genuinely one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. One without a laugh track, which is important, I think. You know, like, laugh tracks don't ruin shows. That's good, though. if they don't have them, I think they're better. Um, 
should need it. One of the sitcoms that doesn't have one, uh, mm. which is rare and very good. Okay. But yeah, Nick and Jess at four. At three, I, I got HBO dramas for the next couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got John and Egret. Four of mine are HBO dramas. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah, I went John and Egret at three. We've just gotten to those episodes in our Game of Thrones rewatch, or we're coming up on oh, it. Perfect uh, timing, yeah. It is perfect timing for this. Uh, they're easily my favorite romance from Game of Thrones. I have no doubt about that. And uh, just because they're the one that actually makes the most sense in my mind, uh, it, for, it it's very formative on John's experience and who he becomes. Uh, and it's it's heartbreaking, you know, it's heart wrenching, and that's kind of that's also kind of great when you're looking at a entertainment romance, uh, not a romance yeah. personally, uh, but if you're if you're looking to watch something, man, doesn't get a lot better for me than John and Egret. I love them. Uh, you know nothing, John. You know nothing, John Snow. Uh, what was that thing you did with your tongue? <laughs> oh, uh, John. Just did John what I thought was right. You did. You did good. Uh, but John and Egret, man, they're the shit. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, next one, also HBO drama, also mentioned earlier, uh, because of long, long time. Uh, it's Bill and Frank from The Last oh, of Us. Oh, man. Whoa. This yeah. is easily the best. And there's something to be said for the fact that it is done in a one episode vacuum, uh, one episode bottle episode. Not only that it's, one of the best executed in that time makes it all the more impressive. It gave them less time to fuck it up. Like there are long standing, long running romances where you're like, okay, this period of this romance is boring. They took this in the wrong direction. Why are they doing a will they won't they thing at this point? Like that doesn't make any sense for the characters. There's none of that with Bill and Frank. You don't got to worry about that with Bill and Frank. Cause we're going to see them live a long, happy life side by side. And that's fantastic. Over the course of 45, 50 minutes, we watched their lives unfold. And holy fuck, was it so damn good. I loved it. I think this is the only place where our lists overlap, I think, um, is the only one. And I I don't know. I don't think it's recency bias. Um, I like it's I just it how much how much better. Can you execute a relationship on screen, especially in a singular episode? Hmm. I don't no. know. I don't and know. while I have this at two, it is easily the best executed romance hmm. I've ever watched. Yeah. Uh, like when I say Lucas and Peyton, bro, ain't no, not even fucking close to what Bill and Frank was executed. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not even, that doesn't even kind of compare. And frankly, none of them really do compare because of what I said, because this is a bottle episode, the rest of them unfold over the course of seasons and they go through things that kind of lead to, you know, they have their ups and downs, Bill and Frank, but they don't have periods where you're like, you're uh, really mischaracterizing these characters to force drama into stories. Nah, you get there while it's more difficult to pull off a romance fulfillingly, completely, and movingly in that time. It's easier to not make it bad. That's you know true. what I'm saying? It, it doesn't have to be fucking fantastic like it was. It can just be like, yeah, that was solid, which it wasn't. It was fucking great. Uh, it's hard to make it bad in that time mm. though, unless you just butcher it. Um, 
So I think they used okay. their advantage there and capitalized on it completely. And uh, that leaves me with nothing mm. but my number one, which is my last sitcom couple. And it's Marshall and Lily and How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Um, this one's just great because it's kind of similar to About Time. But About Time, they like meet. They meet during this period. How I Met Your Mother. They start the show and they've been dating for nine years. Mm. And they're together throughout the rest of the show. Like it is just it is just their time together. There's there's a mm. little question and it's one of those points where I'm like, you give it time to kind of fuck up a little bit and you're like, ah, they're gonna miss the mark at some point. Um and it doesn't even miss the mark. It makes sense within the characters. It's just like, ah, you don't want to see them have strife the way they do. Um mm. but it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like like I said, it's so different in a sitcom to start a story with one of your key romances having been together for almost a decade. Like, that's crazy. Uh, usually it's like yeah. a slow burn where like, and there is a slow burn in How I Met Your Mother, but, you know, like, there's never a background couple that's just spent their lives together. And not even background. They are one of the main characters. Like, that's that's really cool. Um, mm. And it ga- it probably presented them a little bit more of a writing challenge than a lot of other characters because they had to go through stuff that married couples would go through. and. You know, there is no slow burn. Like, oh, will they, won't they? It's like, they will. Even if they have problems, they will. You know it. But, like, uh, Mm. it's just, it's just so, it's so well executed. I love them. And they're the only thing about the show that never, there's a lot to say about the end of that show in a negative way, Mm. but not with Marshall and Lily. They're the constants. They're the good. They're, they're the consistent good. So they're my, they're my top one. Nice, nice, nice. You know, and I was thinking, looking at my list, that it might the recency bias might be the number where Bill and Frank fall. I think ah. maybe, um, but I don't know. I, I don't know how I weigh. I, I don't know how I weigh it. You Something know? to be said here. Also, I am rewatching How I Met Your Mother right now. So, and it's for the first time in a couple of years. So there might be a little bit of a recency bias. Hey, thing but on. it's one of your favorite shows of all time. They would have been here, period. Again, I don't yeah. know if it would be number one, but they would be here, period. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, because I don't know how I really, what this list, what number one means to me. Mm-hmm. Is it is it my longest standing favorite couple? No. Right. Is it just the one that I, I like, holy fuck. Like, that was so I, or, like yeah, I I, I yeah. kind of it's it's I guess it's it's a little yeah, bit of, of to everything, each their but, own man. Do do your uh, thing. But fuck it, I'm starting number five with Vampire Diaries, and then I don't. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, it's I and it's a show that I thought uh was like I'll never watch that show. It's a show that I would never get into, whatever. And then I just started watching it just for the shits and gigs, just to because I'm like I have to prove to myself. That the show is bad, so that I could actually talk about it and be yeah. like, "No, I hate it." But then when I'm like, "Oh, Vampire Diaries." When? Yeah. Oh, dude, it had to be middle school. No, oh. it was either like eighth grade or freshman. It may it was, it was either I middle school or freshman. That wave. That was the one where everybody was watching it, and I went, "Nah, I'm good." When did it come out? Because I watched it when it was, like, out. It was released. I was, was riding the bus, though. 15. I remember I was still riding the bus, so I'm definitely 15 or below. 
Uh, probably like four. Oh wow, no, I'm like way younger. Uh, because if I'm riding the bus, did I watch this in Element? No way, no chance. It had to be net. No, it had to be. It was on Netflix, I think. Yeah, middle, middle so, school, early high school. Okay, yeah. Um, but that's when I watched it. But uh, the relationship is Elena and Stefan and Damon, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. both of them. And uh, you know, because because at the beginning, uh, I don't know. It's it. I always like Stefan was my guy because he's the good guy. He's the goody good. And I'm like, oh, I always wanted Stefan to succeed whenever I watched the show. And I hated Damon because he was the bad guy. And I'm like, oh, the the girl always gets with the bad guy. You know, whatever. And I hate right. him. But then as the show goes on, I'm like, no, okay, actually, I like both of them. Uh, there's flaws with both of them. Uh, the couple, it's just more of a fun. Um, this was the the only kind of sh- sh- couple that I could throw in here that was from this era, I guess. Mm. Um, and it was one that you know there was Team Damon, Team Stefan, there all all that you know for Twilight and stuff like that. So it was it was more of a fun um, addition in that. here. I love that. Um, so so yeah, wanted to throw that one in here. Uh, but my next one, uh, these all the rest of these are like very real. I these couples are are awesome. Um, number four, it's from The Watchmen, and it is Angela and Doctor Manhattan. Okay, um, and I just—it's it, kind of uh, just the concept of the relationship is insane to think about because he know, like, he knows everything, everything. already for one, and then it's like, and then she—I <clears throat> don't know—just the scene of them meeting you know in in the bar and they're like you know i don't believe you no no chance you know yeah yeah like uh just amazing um i don't know it was so cool to watch it unfold the um yeah little thing come out of his head um my god um yeah that show was so good and the relationship was was just a part of the show that was really really interesting and i thought was was awesome that's another actress um, where when we have, whenever we do our top whatever fucking actors and actresses, Regina King is going oh yeah. to be there. She's the shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but sticking with HBO, uh, it's going to be the rest of the way. This one's The Sopranos. This is uh, Tony, and Car- or Tony and Carmella. Uh, mm. Not the best relationship, but it is basically what the entire show is about. Um, it's, it's the, you know, how does a mob family function? As a family, you know, how, how, what, this, the, the everyday lives. Um, and, um, I don't know. I, the, they fight a lot more than they're in love, but they do have their great moments, you know, every now and then. Um, especially every once in a while, he'll buy her a nice fur. Yeah. It's, it's not a good relationship. Don't, I, I don't want it, like, it's not on this list because I'm like, oh man, I want, I want to be just like them. No, it's like, no, it's, it's more of like, it is the focus. It's just, kind of the show it's like it, it that is kind of the point of the show um and it's it's the i don't know it's why i why i, I don't know one of the storylines I, I feel like the main storyline if i don't know oh no 100 percent. i almost included chrissy and adriana for Ooh, that okay yeah not a healthy relationship yeah no god damn are their scenes fun to watch yeah um and that's the oh. same like both those actors james gandolfini and uh 
and Edie Falco. They are outstanding in their roles as Tony and Carm. I can't imagine anyone else in either of their spots. Like they the chemistry so they do have is nuts. Yeah, because man, they're I good. guess that's another they 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 came into the show already married. You know, like that they I don't know for how long I guess before the show started, but I guess we saw like them young. We would get flashbacks of them young. I guess every you know every now and then, but um. I don't know. It it was really impressive just to see them two. You know, I haven't even finished the show. Is the thing I still have. I still have stuff to go. Um, but like just I to see it doesn't get better for them. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. Um, didn't seem <laughs> that it was going to. Even though the most recent episode that I watched was, or not the most recent, but they were, they've been split up. But he went over for like a. a, a oh, it was her dad's birthday. And he made the the hot dogs or whatever the sausages, mm. and then they 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 fucked in the pool um, right. that night. Um, and then so they're, they're kind of they're good place right yeah. now. Um, yeah, whatever however you want to call that. But, I almost uh, included another one. Uh, who's Bobby with right now? Bobby Boccalieri. Do you remember his character? Bobby. I'll have to see the face. Bobby Bock. Bobby Bacala might be easier. Uh, if you type in Bobby B A, um, oh uh, yeah, he's with his sister. Um, okay, with, I almost included them. Oh, oh no, I think he's finally getting fed up. He right now, he's like, you know what? No, I've been doing way. No, I think he's getting fed up. I don't know. It's not good between. Them no, right yeah, now. that's the uh, thing. When it came to the Sopranos, I thought about a lot of them, and I was like, I don't love any of these couples. Yeah. They're just super fun to watch. Yeah, uh, that's in that. Yeah, I guess. My list is it is very weird in that way. It's not all like goals. It I it was very weird of thinking like how do I rank my top five couples? You know, is it just ones that I would ideally want to be mm. like, or just ones that are very interesting and great to watch right. and made for great TV? And I think that's what Tony and Carm did. Uh, they made for fantastic television. They did. They did. Um, and uh, another one that one that I like a little bit more that they're they're more functionable. Um, and from a show I like a little more, maybe, I think still, uh, it'll be tough by the, by the end of it, but is Maeve and Hector from Westworld. Um, I had to get, to get Maeve in here and Hector, and you know, it's, 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 it's not a long, super long, long love, no, but, fucks, but that's man. the thing is that even into season four, um, they're like, Maeve still has like this, like, admiration for the love they had i don't know it's like it's great like it, it's it's uh, it had an effect on them and it's it's crazy to see love from come from a robot you know I like love um, this. i love this because i was genuinely racking my brain for a couple from westworld mm. and could not get one that i, I was i thought about dolores yeah. and teddy Mm. And it was wasn't like, no, good enough it, it was no, more forced it, they were written you know Hector, yeah that makes sense yeah That's they weren't written well that's the thing, is that, like, Ford wrote Maeve to do all of, and, I don't know so, like, Teddy, Teddy right and Dolores, that's written, they've yeah. been written, that's, like, whatever. Someday. Maeve and Hector feels way more. William and Dolores? Oh. 
Oh, shit. That's pretty good. I didn't think of them. No, but Maven Hector, like even into season three, whenever she's, uh, she's got the last remnants of Hector and he gets killed and she, he falls apart in her arms and she's like, well, fuck, I have to move on. You know, like that shit hurt. That shit hurt her. And I love that. They fuck in a tent that's on fire till they die. That's (laughs) come on. Come on. Can can you say that about any one, any other relationship ever? No. Um, not a human one, at least, at least that's it. That'd be the end of them forever. Um, but they went through that. Uh, well that leaves one more spot. And I did say we lined up for one and number one happened to be Bill and Frank. And I think it's number one, just because of how well it was executed. And and even though it is one episode and it is a lot easier not to fuck up, I don't think that that should take against it. No, um, that, that shouldn't. Not. Yeah. Um, and, and it was just, I, I don't know. I, I can't think of an episode of television that I came away from. I mean, I yeah, was sobbing. Like I'm, it was an and everything like, ever all at once. Sobbing. It was good sobbing. You it were was like, wor- it was worse than everything ever all at once. It might have been the worst I've cried over any media ever. It's the romantic ending, I don't know. man. It, like it's, it's oh my god! The fact that yeah, you get to was... watch them live their lives together and go out on their terms—that just you don't get that right a lot. Like Romeo and Juliet. That's the tragic. You know they, oh they were never going to work, mm. so they killed themselves so they could be together forever. Uh, no, it's not no. that. Uh, this no. ain't that. They got to live their life, and yep. it was so fucking cute. I this, loved in, it. In this world, episode two was the epitome of what you did not want your relationship to end like. Episode mm. three was exactly how you wanted your relationship to end in this world. In the world they had now yeah, was like the best option and the worst option, you know. Um, and Bill and Frank, I don't know. It was... An episode, you know, care like a direction that I th- did not even think it was going to go in at first, and then I'm like, "Wow, they're we're doing this!" Like, and then it ended up just being the entire episode, basically. And I'm like, "Wow, I I have it was I don't know, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, so was- maybe number one because of recency bias, I'll say that right now. Um, but I don't really know how to rank this, li- you know, rank these anyways in the first place. So, um. I love all of them. The only one that is definitely below all of the rest is the Vampire Diaries. Uh, that, is, that is the only one that is sig- like that is five comfortable. and then tied yeah. for first. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, I love it. I love it. No, that's great. And uh, yeah, with that, I think we move on to Star Wars couples. So now it's officially for the nerds exclusively. Everybody, mm-hmm. get the fuck out if you ain't fucking <laughs> with Star Wars and comic books. Love uh, y'all, but and thanks for checking it out. But this ain't for you. You won't like it. Mm-hmm. Not as much. Um. So I'll begin with uh, with my five working up to one. Start with a book and the least coupley couple on the list because they're more forbidden fruit. Uh, it's High Republic, High Republic Jedi, uh, Elzar Yay. Man and Avar Chris, both Jedi. Elzar's willing to throw caution to the wind. Fuck it. Let's do this. You know, like we, I love you. You love me. I know you do, but she won't say it. She's like, I gotta, I gotta 
stick. I got to stick to the way. This is the way of things, you know, and uh, the forbidden fruit thing. I'm a sucker for that. Like, again, Romeo and Juliet, the great Gatsby and shit like that. Like, I love that stuff. So, mm-hmm. Elmer, man, a, a, a Jedi romance. Like, that's the dream. That's the dream in Star Wars. I can't believe we haven't gotten that on screen for real. Um, I mean, Forbidden Fruit. I mean, that's like exactly what my number five. I mean, it's like it's they can't. Um, that's that's their whole thing. And it's Obi-Wan and Duchess Satine. Um, and it's, you know, it's, uh, I needed Obi-Wan, it, God, I just feel for that man. He, he, it's just tragic everywhere, tragedy everywhere for that man. Um, at least he had some solace in Duchess Satine, you know, at least there was, I very ended in pain. Um, and then probably a lot of just action, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it was worth it. Maybe it would be better if he didn't form any attachment at all. I don't know. No, no, don't, no, don't no, cry. Because I don't want it. Yeah, no, yeah. It You're right. You're right. That cheesy ass quote. Uh, believe the book Brotherhood canonized that he took the name Ben because she called him Ben. Damn. That's nice. That's so cute. That's nice to know. Oh, uh, Duchess. I don't know. They were, they were just so, you know, they were perfect. They were the, they were the golden. They they were the perfect cup. Like why? I want. I don't know. I need. I don't. There has to be some way to give more content and just have them be together, and mm-hmm. we see it in a flashback or something somehow to make everyone happy. Just yeah. do a Star Wars What If where everything works out perfect. Is good. Like, there is no. There is no conflict. Yeah, it's just everyone being happy, and that's all it is for. Like, what if you know Palpatine just never existed, and or this just Mace, no Mace kills his ass. You know, yeah. Mace yep. kills his ass. Duchess Satine doesn't die at the hands of Darth Maul. What happens after that? The Jedi Order disilludes, and everyone just goes their separate ways separate ways and just lives anakin and padme raise luke and leia you know what i'd love to see it ahsoka's their fun aunt you know like the jedi order instead of just dismantling maybe there's just like they send one jedi just to every planet mm. you know just have like just just spread them out so that there is no order anymore uh, for that reason and just so that like whoa that's what the high republic was trying to do man they were like what if we had jedi temples everywhere and part of the conflict is that idea kind of falling apart because of a villain uh, uh i see yeah, it's a lot of fun love the high republic strongly recommend but that's a good five uh my number four is uh one of the more recent couples we've seen probably the most recent couple we've seen i've got vel and cinta Nice. Uh, oh, glad they're in here. Glad they're in here. Okay. Yeah. Good. Love, love me, Vel and Cinta, mostly just because uh, it's nice to have an on-screen gay couple in Star Wars. I think that's really cool. Um, they better kiss in season two. What's they that? Better kiss. They better kiss in season two, or I will riot, and something will happen. I don't know. Just a hug, man. Just something. Just something. Some, Some form of affection. Looking longingly okay. at each other. Yeah. Doesn't have to be, yeah. Doesn't have to be anything. Just something. Yeah, um, there was a. There's only one other 
there was the one that I ended up scratching for Elzar Man and Avar Chris was a comics couple, and it's Doctor Afra and Sana Staros, which is another another lesbian couple that I I was so close to picking, but they have a much more like. Not more dysfunctional because two Jedi being like the forbidden fruit thing. They're more mm-hmm. dysfunctional because Dr. Aphra likes to fuck people over. Like that's why, that's why they're dysfunctional. Um, and Sonastaros is like a rebel. Um, but I loved me some Velencenta. I can't wait for more Velencenta. The rebel yeah. with a cause. Fucking fantastic. We need it, man. I don't, when is that? Is that even slate? Like when? My money's, my money's on 2024. Uh, late late 2024 man. maybe early 2025 i guess we'll be occupied we have a lot of stuff in between got a lot of maybe just just keep it out of my mind um not think about it and when it pops up it'll be a nice piece of candy yeah, um, much much in the mud um, yeah that was my four okay uh this one i you know it's it's a couple that i've known about for a long long time but only got enhanced recently in obi-wan and that was owen and baru Mm. Um, mainly for Baru and just actually learning that Owen's just kind of a piece of, I don't know, Owen, well, he's okay. Hey, no, he's got more dimensions to him he, after Yeah, Owen. you know, he, he's okay, but Baru, more of a badass, um, way more of a badass than, than once I once thought. Um, and, and, you know, just, just, it, Obi-Wan gave me a lens of, of Owen and Baru that I just never thought about. You know, it's like, they were tasked they were given a child you know they had to take care of luke you know like they 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 knew all of this they knew obi-wan yeah i I don't know it's correct like i never thought of them really i just thought like yep they took care of luke and then they died in the movie you know that's that's all that really happens you know from them so you don't think of them a whole lot i guess um but then with obi oh yeah no go ahead sorry i didn't mean to cut you no like that's the thing is that i i would assume there's a lot of just novelization and a lot of stuff in the story, like with them. Um, Attack of the Clones, actually the, the novelization for Attack of the Clones is really cool because it gives us a key insight into why they would even be willing to accept that kid, you know, because the idea that Baru is kind of a hard ass and, or not Baru, Ben is a hard ass and Baru is, is really loving and stuff. Mm. But the idea of them just accepting a child pretty forcefully and not like i'm sure they you know i'm sure obi-wan wasn't like you have to take this kid there is no other option you know i'm sure he was like if you guys wouldn't mind be really helpful um but the relationship ben had ben and baru had with shmi is Mm. formative on their decision to take luke not because he's anakin's kid but because he's shmi's grandkid uh which is which is really cool because Ben is her stepmom and he grew to, he grew to a point where he eventually looked at, called her mom and, and was like, she is my mother. So it's not that his stepbrother is Anakin. Oh, I got to raise my stepbrother's kid. No, it's that his stepmother was Shmi and he had to raise her grandson, which Mm. is very cool. Like that's a really cool little detail, especially since the novelization also implies that Ben and Brew have been together for a while. Like, and she's over at his house all the time. She's with Shmi and she's with Klieg all the time. And I think that's, I think that's cool. I think that, I think that frames it in a really nice light for them. So that's a great choice. Yeah. You can go to their house. 
um, in real life. Um, in Tunisia. And I think they actually do serve blue milk there, like because of that. Um, <laughs> I, I believe I, it. I believe I, that it. might that might just be a, a internet like rumor thing. Yeah, I don't maybe. know if that's uh, that's yeah, probably maybe. bullshit. But be sick. Be kind of cool if you go there and drink some blue milk. Uh, I feel would, right at home. That would be kind of dope. Uh, but with that, I'll present my third, and this is where I have Anakin and Padme, ah. or just because it is the most. I I'm not like huge on Anakin and Padme's relationship. Personally, they're not like a couple that I'm like, oh, I love them so much, but they are the pinnacle of the Star Wars. Like they are the crooks upon which all of it happens. Mm. You know, uh, I think that uh, it's funny if I'm going from like a, a seriously personal favorite standpoint, they probably don't even make the top five for me personally. Mm. Um, but I can't deny their presence as a most important couple in Star Wars. You see, um, this is how our rankings just differ. Um, I'll have to talk about them just, you know, at the same time. They do pop up. I do think it's only fair just to talk about them now. Mm. Um, why not? They're my number one. Yeah. Um, and it's because of how formative they are to Star Wars. And, and you know, like, yes, their couple he all we really see of them you know we see them get married and it's very beautiful and uh you know we get some cliche scenes i hate saying you know we we we, i don't know they're they're a couple scenes are actually nice and i do like it you know uh, their wedding's beautiful um but then he does choke her out um and uh kill her uh whether palpatine finishes it whatever you know and it's like and he but the thing is is that he's doing that's his that is what Palpatine uses to manipulate Anakin to the max is Pal- is Padme, yeah. um, and that that's why I'm like oh it, that it like it is Star Wars. Mm. It's not the best relationship by any means, not at all. But at least we do get to see it. It start off very very nice. It is very weird that Padme gets with a child that she hey, saw. I she guess she is young. Him, as she well doesn't there. see him for 10 years. You know, that part I don't have a lot of beef with like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they met when they were kids, but it was one, it was one interaction that lasted a few days. You an and then angel? he didn't see her again for 10 fucking yeah. years, you know, fair, fair. Um, and my largest beef mm-hmm. with their relationship is not that like, and yeah, by the end he's fallen to the dark side you turned her against me you know like i I like i have my own separate beefs with that that's a different thing i don't like that they kind of butcher her characterization to make them work as a couple i don't think padme is 100 percent like oh baby it's okay after he massacres a people um like i guess after the which she died Okay, after, after yeah, I was going to say, not after Order 66. Raiders, after he came the, back and he's oh, like, yeah. I killed all of them, the women and the children too. I think that's when Padme goes, ooh, that's rough. I might have to be like, you know what, you did wrong here. Not, oh baby, it's okay. You know, like, no, I don't think that's how that goes. Um, But I'll take it as it comes. It, it ends up working. Uh, I just don't think tough. you treat Padme right. The person the you're in love with just had their mother, like their mother just died. And out of that rage, they killed those people. It's like, well, I do need to comfort you for your mother being dead and all, but but man, you really did something really bad. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, really bad. I'm gonna have to tell someone about this. 
But that's the thing is that like at that time, Tuscan Raiders in the movies weren't seen at like we only see them as like people now, like after like Book of Boba Fett. Like no, really. Not. Like really. Like before I just it's it's sad. It is sad, you know. Um but like whenever they died, I didn't think of like, oh my god, he just absolutely massacred an entire And village. I think that's and again this is why for me personally attack of the clones i love attack of the clones i love watching it mm. it is it is the worst star wars movie um yeah because of these uh, because of these misses the weight of that moment is supposed to be oh he just massacred people not oh they're fucking monsters fuck them anyway you know and like you kind of just push it aside and the way they treat padme causes that the way, like the way that Padme ignores it, essentially mm. makes that moment mean less for me, and that's like ah, I, I I, like that's part of why we don't wait like weigh the Tuscan Raiders' lives mm. is because Padme goes ahead and ignores their deaths, and Padme is a she would not yes, she right. would never yeah um, no she would not she like she was a champion of the people, and regardless of how brutal these people were, you are on native land. You got taken on native land. She died on native land. You kill the natives. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that's, I don't think Padme would be 100% for it, but I do acknowledge that they are the, they are Star Wars. They create Luke and Leia. You know, they have to be here. Yeah. Uh, I guess, and that's again, is the ranking in this is that Mm. my, like other couples there, I have way more functional couples, like my three. Is Bale and Bria Organa mm. like a very functional, lovable? You know, I guess Obi Wan really uh, strengthened a lot of couples that I've known about for a long yeah, time. You got, the, you got um, both couples that accepted yeah, the both, kid. Yeah, right back to. I didn't even realize that. Um, I guess uh, the reason I like uh, Bale and Bria more is it Bria or yeah, Bria? Am I yeah, yeah, Bria? Right. Okay. Um, more is like we actually just see them like instilling values in leia and like uh like being like the cool you know we get bail being like the cool dad uh her like like talking to the side and or whatever like i don't know i just they their interactions were a lot cuter and a lot better than what we got with owen um baru and luke um you know a lot of their interactions were just running from reva um yeah, and Obi Wan showing up, and then Owen being like, "Ah, fucking go away." Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I love I love and Bale. Bale is just getting so much cooler and cooler, especially with the Bad Batch Bale's um, the shit, appearances man. and stuff I like that. Bale. So he's so, got to uh, be in Andor season two, by the way. Another one that just has to be there. Like I'm on. There's no yes. way to avoid it with like how he's showing up, like with this droid. That's how he shows up with the droid or something. You know, like. How he sends well, his droid also out the first. The imagery used like, in that scene where he's talking to Ryo Chuchi is like a bright version of of uh, Luthen's, like I sacrifice everything. You know, like he it's the opposite where he's coming at it from a place of like glowing, beaming light. It's not as deep in the underground. It's like, and he has to deal with the nitty gritty dark shit. You're Luthen. right. Oh my god, it's so right because he knows so much more than Chuchi knows, and and like she has no idea how bad it is. But Bale's just like, "Yep, you just 
trust you know like okay oh man I, I that is such a cool way to look at that scene now um yeah no but that's a great that's another great couple i love me some pale and bria i actually love them specifically because of a you know the shows do, do enhance it but if you can read prince uh leia princess of alderaan fantastic book and it's a lot more about her relationship to her family with bale yeah. and bria and the I way know. they raise her that's such a cool ask like I've always thought of Luke being raised because we saw that in the movies on Tatooine. You know, we saw where he grew up. We never saw where oh. Leia grew up. You know, like yeah, we we heard she was from Alderaan. We see all we saw it got you know blown up. Uh, but like just seeing her as a kid in, in Alderaan is so cool. Oh, I um, love it. I love uh, it. In Alderaan, on Alderaan, it no on Alderaan. In what's the city? name i don't know what city she's from so it's not remember. all the cities the planet it is all the planet's alderaan yeah yeah um oh, that's a great choice that's a great three um yeah. but i think we'll line up here with our twos um mm. this is where i have han solo and leia organa mm-hmm. um, oh yeah couldn't have them yeah i mean they were they're probably number one i mean really uh because they are the f- first Star Wars couple. They're the um, OGs. They're yeah, the OG Star Wars couple, and they're way cuter. I, in my opinion, honestly, like it. Yes, the things that Anakin and Padme do are cute, like their wedding and the fa- <laughs> the flower fields and you Rolling know, around like, in the meadow. Um, but like Han and Leia, just like their actual relationship is way cuter. Um, oh, I love he, that neither one of them are like. That's why the moment when Leia tells him I love you is so powerful is mm. because neither one of them wants to be the first one to say it. Yep. It's a challenge. They are playing relationship chicken all of Empire Strikes Back whenever he's about to leave and she's like, good riddance. And he, and then he's like, what the hell, huh? What are we what are we going to do about this? Huh? You, oh, you can stand to be with a scoundrel like me. huh? Unfathomable. You couldn't even imagine. And she's like, shut the fuck up. You know, like I, I love I love that. They're both just like, oh, I would never get with you, even though they are just uh. so deeply in love. Like uh, it's an adorable couple and they they make perfect sense. They're too good. Uh, I just again. Why? Like the one I guess the two gripes two like with the sequels is Palpatine and Han like Han why make him go back to smuggling and not like why make him go back to being a smuggler and then the relationship is bad you know like why couldn't have that just remained good the relationship isn't bad like it burnt out but like why did he go back to being a smuggler what did he learn anything that's what his whole journey was about was you know like I don't know it, Ah, but they were still cute in the sequels still, you know. I think they could have been so much cuter, though, if it was like, yes, they had to deal with the trauma of their child and everything that dealt with that is crazy. I understand. But, like, man, you could have just, they're Han and Leia. They loved each other at the end. Hey, man. uh, I don't know. I'm 100% with you. I much would have preferred them being together and like, don't get me wrong. I will say from a logical standpoint, it makes perfect sense that they don't work. Um, 
Like I said, neither of them wanted to be the first to say it. Both of them are stubborn as hell. Uh, They both are staunch in their ways. (laughs) Leia is... Leia is going to do her thing. She's going to be a leader. She's going yeah. to be a leader in the new Republic. Han's maybe it's gonna... just, maybe it's more of just a truth that I'm, I don't want to accept. That no, they yeah. don't like, and maybe I think it is. More... And I think I didn't want to accept it either. And the books again, helped me accept it a lot because the way it's executed on screen, isn't yeah. the books help no. it or that the books had to help it. You know, that's the thing is that the book, like the the way the movies do it is not, pro- is not properly executed. It's, a, it's too big of a, like, what the fuck? Because the books don't come until after this, you know, like they don't come until after these movies are made. They certainly came after the force awakens. So like, what the fuck are we doing here? Uh, and I do think that the movie, I think it missed the mark. I think it implied a lot of history and expected other material to act on it. And, uh, mm. Man, I I just like if they could have just been pissed at Luke, but still been with each other. Like they like just pissed at Luke for what happened to Kylo, and Leia is pissed at him. Han's pissed at him, but maybe Han or Leia's like it's still my brother. I have to love him, and then Han's like no, like I, what he did is unforgivable. Blah blah blah, like blah blah blah, and then maybe that's the tension they have, you know? Like, but it's still I don't know. I, I like. Even with the story they had, I, I just – that's the well, – Well, and know. I think that's an important distinction though. There is no animosity. Nobody hates each other. They yeah. don't have beef. No, they don't. Yeah. They, just, they, just, they just stopped – like, and that's the thing Man. that the books helped too is that even though they were married, they were hardly together. Yeah. Han had to keep doing his thing. She had to be a leader in the New Republic. Uh like the, something that I really enjoy that Han gets into post episode six, pre episode seven is he gets into like racing. Um, Ooh. he like runs a race team, like a okay. long distance hyper speed type race team, which is uh, uh very, very cool. So like, it's the fact that he has to be on the move. He has to be a pilot. He has to go and do his thing. Cause that's his first, love, I see. which I think solo makes clear the yeah. love story. Everyone wants to focus on in solo is Han and Kira. But the true love story in Solo is Han and the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Watch that movie through the lens of him falling in love with the Millennium Falcon. Because it works on every level that way. Um, You're right. Okay. No, I, I, I see how their relationship just doesn't. It just doesn't. Um, there's also the fact that, you know, trauma binded them at the beginning. And that can't, mm-hmm. that can last. Don't get me wrong, but, uh, it's not the most stable of foundations. You know, it, it, cer- it certainly isn't, especially when someone is that level of powerful, like Leia, mm. uh, Han's yeah. a little like Han's confident, but he's also a little insecure. You know, I could see how he feels not belittled, but less than because of Leia. Leia sky. I mean, it's like, holy, f- I mean, like a lot. She could she could have been a Jedi and was like, I don't need it. No, thank you. I have that in me. No, I don't need it. Mm. I'll just leave the army anyways. No, <laughs> okay. The thing the thing that's cool about Han and Leia is that no matter what happens, they're gonna love each other. Mm. Yeah. Even if shit goes bad, it's not because shit went bad between them. It's just that there's been, there's too much here now, you know, I don't, and like, that's the thing. 
I'm I'm curious because I don't even know when they split. I'm assuming it's when Kylo breaks bad. Like I'm assuming that's kind of like the that's when a rift is torn between them. Mm. But they also don't see each other a lot in the books, and them framing it like that makes me even makes me speculate that maybe in the force awakens they're not broken up they just hadn't seen each other in a while uh maybe ah. try to next time watch it through that lens too hmm. I, I haven't watched it maybe. in a little bit so i might yeah maybe that it. is what it is maybe it's just they remain loyal to each other they know it but they just don't see each other for yeah. long amounts of time and maybe yeah, you know, like a, the relationship think, isn't in the strongest place i still don't no. think you know i think they're purposefully not seeing each other at you know for they have to at this point. i think there's a certain heartbreak that comes with uh the person your child becoming evil yeah um probably hard to deal with (laughs) probably hard to deal with um but regardless they're a fantastic couple and you know they get married fresh off the war they're like we just got Mm -hmm. we just won the war let's get married you know like type shit um also interesting, you know, like it's it's not uncommon, very common thing. But uh, mm-hmm. regardless, yeah. fantastic couple, top two for me, easy. And if I'm not mistaken, year two as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, was mine. So that just leaves Zero. my number one, right? Yep, that's right. This is where I have Kanan Jarrus and Hera Syndulla. Uh Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, fucked up your list, huh? Oh no. Um okay. You brutalized it. They are number 1. You're right. You are right. You yeah. are right. Um oh, they are okay. they are that couple. They are the it couple of Star Wars. Um uh, dang. Wow. There's That's not sad. even that much to say about it. You just watch Rebels and you go, "Wow, there hasn't been a couple executed this well in all of Star Wars." There just hasn't been. It it is easily the best couple in Star Wars. Uh and for me, on a personal note, it's not close. Um, no, yeah, no, yeah. Wow, I am. I'm mad more than anything that I didn't remember them. That's just sad. It they have that like forbidden, you know. It's it's like they they can't show it. Yeah, they don't know? like. Yeah, they, they're not like oh but, oh I love like it's it's interesting because they're not a traditional couple. You know, they they do still keep it above board. She calls them like baby and sweetie and babe all the time throughout the first couple seasons and you're just kind of like oh okay oh the way they're kind of like mom and dad to the group which is really Uh adorable as well now i love them uh they are they're the reason specifically hera that show would be good anyway but i love hera and kanan like they are they're the reason that show works for me um is his death how he sees her one last time. Oh, no. And the way no. she's, she's ready to die with him. If, if that, if that's what it comes to, she's ready to save him, try to save him. So he doesn't die in that moment. And she has to realize that she can't. And that's just heart wrenching, bro. They are the best couple in star Wars. There's no doubt. You're right. You, I, I am fucking right. Wow. Um, you know, I don't even know who to kick out. Kick out Anakin and Padme, honestly, and just slot in, yeah, Kanan and and Hera. Wow, that's sad. Um, okay, but that rounds out the Star Wars. 
couples though there. I love it. And I'm yeah. thinking taking it back to the I'll rattle off five to one, you rattle off five to one, or vice versa, whichever you're trying to do. But uh all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I say um, you go first this time. Fuck it. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. I got uh my five, I have T'Challa and Nekia. Ooh. Um and it enhanced even more from uh what uh you know, Wakanda Forever. Knowing, you know, they have a kid, knowing that they prepared for his death, you know, I don't know how that, you know, that, that's just like part of their values, I guess, you know, like we won't be here forever. You have to be on, you know, be your own. I don't know. Like they instilled that. Um, but even before, um, like just their, their, it was just a, a, a cool couple. And oh, I guess this is MCU. Um, but you know, on, on screen here, um, but assuming that they are a couple in comics as well, but I uh, just, I, uh, their movie counterpart is a lot better than their comics counterpart. Um, okay. Then uh, mainly because their comics counterpart historically uh, comes from a very odd place because uh, the Dora Milaje previously in comics were like wives in training for the Black Panther, for the king. Oh. And she was like 16 or 17 or something like that when they first when they first got married. And it was more like duty than an actual love. But their movie counterpart, that's one thing that the movies enhance like crazy is oh. is Nakia and T'Challa mm. and uh, and the Dora Milaje. They've they got their kind of cleansing as far as becoming a better suited warrior. They were always warriors, but that's like what they were focused on instead of being wives in training uh within the last 10 years but uh okay well yeah, yeah. definitely the movie side of the definitely movie the movie that. version um that's that's what i'm going with um but no just as as far as just i guess comic book relationships go uh most of these are from movie adaptations hmm. um i just don't have the comic book knowledge yet to have a relationship the closest one i have I think is my number one. Um, and I think it just is undoubtedly the best comic book relationship there is. Mm, um, cool. but, um, I think this, this number five slot could kind of be filled in with, uh, a lot of just other. I just love Black Panther. So I like, I, I felt like I had to kind of throw no, it in why in that, in that first five. movie, they, uh, they're fucking incredible. The chemistry that Chadwick Boseman and Lupita Nyongo have is incredible like the beginning when okoye is like don't freeze up and then he sees her and he freezes up and she's like you froze uh, uh that's fantastic uh, i love that uh there's just there's so much to love about them and then you know who are you i i am t'challa jr <laughs> no i'm t'challa the son of king t'challa no uh uh-uh. who fucked me oh, up yeah. bro fucked me yeah. up i'll tell you that but there's my number five. Uh, moving on, now this is uh, more of I, I guess, substantial relationship here uh, is is Tony and Pepper Potts. Mm. More of a long-standing relationship in the MCU here, um, and you know, mainly for the end of it all. I Ooh. think you know their family, you know their house they have. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. There's a lot of. A lot of things in Tony that I I see are wrong with him, but a lot of things in Tony that I'm like, damn, I really want that whenever I grow up. Like his his basement in the lab where he solved time travel, all blah blah blah, everything. But but their relationship in the MCU is 
is is beautiful and and that i don't know obviously the scene with the snap and whenever tony goes out and his light turns off and pepper's just like it's okay it's you okay know, you can rest now you can oh. rest. i'm like okay i'm already crying because Proof you know tony stark like, has a heart oh, oh come on dude like man like uh, yeah it's it's um too much uh had had to put tony and pepper on here i'm glad um, they're on here they didn't make mine but but yeah but from the mcu movies hard to hard to argue that there's been a better executed romance within those movies i really don't think you can say that there has been um, mm. they're go- they're awesome oh yeah um and this next one is uh i guess if i had to pick a specific peter parker and blank mm-hmm. um it, it was it was tough i um my favorite i think relationship is probably uh Gwen Stacy and Peter Parker in the Andrew Garfield movies I think out of the relationship and then like actually getting her dying like at the end like that was just such a shock and like yeah, him right. having to deal with that and him like now hearing in No Way Home that he had this era of he just went fucking nuts you know I like that's really cool um but I have to give it to Tobey Maguire and mm-hmm. like and that P- Peter and Mary Jane uh, Mary Jane Watson. I like it is what I grew up with. It is. I mean, in for some reason in my head, I was like, I want to have a girl that I can't get with because I'm a superhero, and then I'm protecting them <laughs> because I'm a superhero by not getting. You know, like for some reason, like I don't know why, but like just because it was Spider Man, because it's what it. he had. Yeah. I wanted what he. You know, whatever. You um, wanted to so, be Peter Parker. That's all. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's. It's the relationship really didn't work, and in the movies, it's it's handled very strangely. You know, it's it is very weird. Uh, you know, it is it is the whole point of you know him and Uncle Ben, the conflict he has of the great power, great responsibility, and then him being like, no, I should live for myself. You know, it is it is interesting, but I, I think it could have been handled a little bit better. Um, but regardless, uh, that's why it fell to number three, and my top MCU um, relationship is my number two, and this is Wandavision. Um, ah, and love uh, I love oh, Vision. Obviously, might, that's might that's... have to switch some things up on my list. I forgot about Wanda and Vision. Ah, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, Wanda. I mean, it, you, Wanda Vision. You can say their ship name is a TV show name, and it just like is the perfect way to describe the, them. I don't know. It's like yeah, Wanda Vision uh, and, and Vision being my favorite character in the MCU, other than Spider Man. Um, it, you know, helps and. Uh, Wanda being like number, I think six or seven or maybe even five on my list. Like yeah, I think right. the last time I checked, um, helps it a whole lot. And then the TV show is their relationship. We get to see that in sitcom form through the decades. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. As as Marvel relation relationship goes, at least on screen, uh, because that's where most of my knowledge is uh, with Marvel right now. I. I love Wanda and Vision. Um, they're perfect. They're they're. I don't know. I I need more. I just need more Wanda Vision. Uh, but mm. sadly, I guess now we just have White Vision out doing something. White Vision things. But my number one uh, is Superman and Lois. I didn't. I I was typing first names in my things uh, for everyone uh, other than Wanda Vision. I guess for one word. But I'm like, it was Clark and Lois and Lois and Clark. And I'm like, 
you can't I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, this sound I'm like, is the show actually called Lois and Clark Clark and Lois like Lois and Clark? I'm like, what the no way they use that. And it's like, oh it's Superman and Lois. I'm like, wow. I didn't even like I for some reason I just thought the show was actually called Clark and Lois (laughs) or Lois and Clark. There is a Lois and Clark actually Superman show that was before Superman and Lois. Yeah, um, that yeah, was called the Adventures of Lois, Lois and, and Carl. Yeah, Lois and Carl, um, which like is that. funny, but like I see why they go with Superman and Lois for just marketing reasons. Yeah, you know, um, but I'm saying Lewis and Clark with Lois and Clark, not optimal. Yeah, um, but um, this is mainly. I do have some comics knowledge. I've been reading All Star Superman a little bit this weekend, uh, which mm. is which has been nice, and and I have read just a lot of. Uh, just old action comics, uh, like Superman comics, on our list, um, as well. So I do have, you know, a lot more knowledge of Superman, but mainly this, um, well, I don't know if mainly, actually, because I just, I really love the Christopher Reeves movies, and that's what got me to dive into the relationship, I guess, uh, was those movies. Uh, but the kiss thing is the only thing I really hate about it, you know? The, I say the you movie, have... Like, but almost two entire movies. It is like a, it is yeah. a movie and seven eighths or mm-hmm. like of great romantic content between yeah. Lois and, and Clark. It's, um, and I haven't even watched actually the, the show Superman and Lois. I watched the first episode, which was awesome. And I can't wait to actually watch that show. Um, and I'd imagine that's probably the best. I don't know, like, because I feel like it's just you get way more with them, and they have kids, and they're very, um, they're adorable. They actually so. have like a flashback episode at some point that is like her first interview with him on TV instead uh. of like privately. Where like, whereas in the Reeve movies, it was like private, and she was like, "Oh, what's my, what's the color of my underwear and stuff?" Like, there's nothing like that. But mm. uh, it's Lois being like an investigative journalist where she's like trying to poke uh. holes and like figure out where he came from like uh, like she's being a real cynic about it and clark's like nope yeah just just a nice guy like just trying to do Dang. the right thing you know like i'm just i'm just trying to do my th- and then, like, and she's like huh hmm you i don't can't know if i be. trust you Mm-mm. and what's cute is that in that story lois won't fall in love with superman because she's in love with clark which is the which is the optimal way to do it i think that's um, way better. It's way better than him. It's way better yeah, than, than her just being like, "Oh, I'm in love with Superman. You happen to also be Superman. Okay, now I love you, Clark." Yeah, no, like, that's just that's just perfect. Yeah. Um. So okay. Wow, that's way better. Yeah. yeah okay, she I loves Clark before she oh. loves Superman, which oh. is uh, like I don't think he tells her based off that montage in like the first five minutes. I don't think he tells her that he's Superman until like right before they get married. Like they've been together for a while. Like it's. Like it's it's a while before he tells her. That. Whoa, uh, that's cool. Okay, it's very cool. No, wow. but uh, but they're top one. They are top one. I, I don't know. They're up there for me. They're up there for me. I'm, I'm still debating on an order, but uh, I got a few. Ooh. Like I know these are the five, and Wanda and Vision. They're not one for you. Five. What's that? They're not one for you. They're close. They might be. I haven't. I haven't decided. We'll see when we get there. I'll decide on the spot when I get to two. Okay, I think Um, because I haven't looked at yours. I've kept. I've kept. I haven't looked at yours. The only thing I looked at was songs to make the playlist. I have. I wanted to keep the rest a secret. I Um, have more DC than I do Marvel. Um, 
Ah, uh, that makes sense. You do you have a lot more in actual comics? Like a li- uh, it's more based in comics, mm. but there has been some some TV and show content. I will say Wanda and Vision would probably replace my five. But I'm going to go ahead and stick with my five just for the sake of spreading the love, you know. Uh, this is where I have Reed Richards and Sue Storm uh, from the Fantastic Four. Okay. I think uh, they've obviously had their strife. I haven't read enough Fantastic Four to see them struggle and have a tough time being a couple and like go through the things they go through. But I have uh, read some really happy comics between them and uh, they're fucking adorable. Like uh, in the ones that I've read, they're already married. They've been a couple for a really long time and it's them just the one that I'm specifically regarding is like from the most recent Fantastic Four run. There's actually a new book this week. Fantastic Four number four. But back in Fantastic Four number two, uh, it was based around Reed and Sue. And Sue is like writing a letter to She-Hulk. I think I told you about this one where she's like Mm. writing a letter to She-Hulk. And it's just basically her writing about why she admires Reed so much. And it's so fucking sweet. It was so precious. And that's kind of all I'm going off of for this pick. Um, It is a little bit of a recency bias sort of thing. But uh if I'm being honest with myself, Wanda and Vision probably do replace them. But in the spirit of spreading the love, Reed Richards, Reed Richards, and Sue Storm, I love them, and mm. uh, they're a they're a cute ass couple, very powerful couple. So uh, they're they're my lowest Marvel couple in this, and my highest Marvel couple is at my four. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. and my highest uh, Marvel couple is Matt Murdock and Electra Nachios. Ooh. Uh, love me some daredevil and electra baby they're the shit um because hmm. even in the the matt damon or matt damon uh ben affleck. ben affleck movie they weren't that bad you know no, i mean the, 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 the scene in the playground whatever we yeah. get past but it after that um, but man that's yeah. part of that movie yeah. i think uh um, they're great released um, on valentine's day 03 hey big, let's go big connection there it's let's been 20 go. years it's been 20 years since that movie today Whoa, uh, that's crazy. Uh, Jeez. Everything Man. works out. But uh, regardless, I love them. Even And in comics right now, they're in a really cool spot where they are both under the moniker Daredevil. They've actually gotten married, and they are the king and queen of the fist. Uh, the fist and the hand are in a war. The Punisher is the head of the of the hand, and... Oh. Daredevil and Elektra are the king and queen of the fist. So they're in a war against each other right now in the comics. And uh it's very yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. And Elektra and Elektra and Matt always have like matching matching Daredevil fits. It's really cute. Uh and they're really yeah. dramatic, but they're also really just cute, like corny cute a lot of the time, which I really love. So uh, I had to get some Matt Murdock and Elektra love in here, so they came in at my four. Okay. okay. That's my, nice. Sorry. My number three, this is where I have Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. I had to go Batman and Catwoman, the bat and the cat. Uh, They're the shit in any Batman media. uh, The Batman, Batman Returns, Batman, the animated series, the comic books. uh, They they're incredible. Uh, Actually, currently, again, I'm connected to current comics. Batman 132 came out last week. So you, you picked up 131. The, the next mm. issue came out just last week and uh, it's him continuing to bask in this alternate universe. And uh, he ran into Selena Kyle and he had to like 
like remind himself, this is not your Selena. Like, don't get comfortable. Don't feel easy. She's dangerous in any universe. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's, and there's like parts where he's like, God, I miss Selena. I miss Alfred. I miss like, and it's so cute to be like when he's such a brooding badass to have such a soft spot mm. for, for someone is super cute. And yeah. I think the Batman executed on it really well. Batman, the animated series. I mean, the first two episodes are about Catwoman and his relationship to Catwoman. Like mm. it's a, it's a very formative part of his character. So I hope, uh, hope, hopefully she, or they, I don't know. She comes back to Gotham in the second one. I don't I'm know. sure she will. Maybe not in the second one, but before long, she'll be I there. Don't know. You don't think the second one, she, you don't think she, uh, probably there? she'll probably be there. Uh, just cause, uh, yeah. she's coming back from Bloodhaven for a little bit, had to pick something up or some shit, uh, which is code for doing a heist. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, they're the shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and they, yeah. they were hard to put at three. Uh, but I think they are three. Uh, now the top two, this is where I get, this is where it gets hard. And I think it's where I am. I am going to officially declare that two is. Uh, Clark Kent and Lois Lane. I think that's where I'm going to finalize putting uh, putting them because, like you said, the Reeves verse fantastic. I love I love the relationship between Margot Kidder and Christopher Reeves' portrayals of the character. Um, I do have a little bit more comics based sort of biases here because while I love Superman and Lois, the show about them raising their kids. The Superman rebirth run about him raising Jonathan Kent in uh, on the farm. And I think it's called I think it's Hamilton is the hound is the town they're raising him in. Their relationship in that is even cuter. They're just the cutest couple in all of. in all of comic book media, I think that uh, there's actually recently I'm going to keep connecting it to recent runs if I have the ability uh, action comics 1051. There's a part Clark has just spent a lot of time on a place called War World. That's Ooh. the most recent place Clark has been, and he's a uh, <laughs> he was Doesn't stranded on fun. War World. No, um, stranded on War World for months. He actually brought a couple kids back. They adopted them. Like it's it's really cute. Uh, okay. They have there's a couple new kids in the Superman family that like are Lois and Clark's kids, newly in canon. Um. But his outfit was like basically just a, just the Superman House of L crest, and it was connected by like chains and like a and like a collar, and he had like a shield on his back and like trunks, and it was. Just, I have was, to see this that. now. What yeah, was look this up in? Superman War World, uh, twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, uh, because the suit's pimp. It's absolutely oh. awesome within comics. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's sick. But then in Action Comics 1051, there's a panel where John's looking for games to play with the the Superman family, the Super family. They're all uh they're all there. It's Clark's clone Connor Kent and Supergirl and all of all of the characters are there. And he goes to the closet because this is where Lois and Clark used to keep the games when he was little. And uh, it's the Superman War World suit with the chains and the, the the family crest. And uh, Lois runs over in front of the closet, slams it shut. And John goes, uh, why did dad keep that? And she's like, you know what we talked about with like privacy? 
you know, you don't like your privacy being infringed upon. Yeah. Like we're going to keep that. She's like blushing. Oh no. They're kinky. They're the kinkiest couple in all of DC. Oh, Uh, that's awesome. Why did dad keep that mom? Yeah. (laughs) And then John's like blushing, walking away like, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no, Oh no. Uh, Uh, It's so cute. It's so cute. And there's a, there's, there was a panel a few months back where like when they reunited after war world, he came home, went straight to her because he was like stranded. That was the problem is that he wasn't just stranded, but he got to this place where the people clearly needed help. He had no choice but to help them because he's Clark Kent. You know, he's going to help. Yeah. Um, and then when he comes back, he solved the problem on war world. He goes straight to the daily planet, swoops her up from her office and takes her up into the sky and she's like so happy to see him. And then like they kiss in the middle of the sky and there's a little panel in the corner of, of uh, uh, her outfit like fluttering in the wind. Like they're going to fuck in the sky. And I'm like, oh my God, they're, the, right they're the in fucking... there. No yep. shower from War World? I don't know. Nope. Maybe. I guess not. I guess All not. Right. Well, down and dirty Superman and Lois. Uh, but fantastic. So yeah, I even in specifically in comics might be the best Lois and Clark content there is, but uh, that leaves my number one. And this is where I have Harley Quinn and poison Ivy. I'm a sucker for Harley Quinn and poison Ivy. And this is not only comics based, but the Harley Quinn animated series based. Uh, They're a slow burn couple that you don't realize is slow burning throughout that show. Cause they don't get together till the end of like season two. And then when like it make, they make it clear that that's where this is going. You're like, Oh, fuck yeah. Like, wait a second. That's yes. So cool. I didn't even think about that. This is yeah. outstanding. Uh, I was trying to think of your number one. And I'm like, cause I'm like, I thought it was Superman and Lewis for sure. Like, I just, mm. I, I, like, I just thought, I, I don't know. And you know, I was thinking of your, they favorite. might be. That's, that's um, hard. It, these, no, these this are 1A, 1B. I just didn't think, I didn't think of them as a couple because I just haven't watched, mm. you know, like, I know them as a couple through you. And yeah. like through everything, but like I just I don't know it myself, so it didn't click. But this totally Man, makes I makes love me some Harley Quinn yeah. Poison Ivy. It was yeah. me and Emily's couple's costume last mm-hmm. Halloween and stuff. Uh, they are so cute. They're such a cute couple, and uh, I love currently in comics Poison Ivy's run. The most recent issue just again came out last week, and they finally reunited after eight issues of her writing to Harley about what she's been doing, um, and. It's just that Poison Ivy's been on a mission that she felt like she had to do, and she's sorry she couldn't be there, but this is something she has to do, and et cetera, et cetera. But then she follows where those letters were coming from, followed her trail the whole way, and finally found her and was like, uh, hey, Puddin', you know, I love you. The whole, the whole issue is them reconnecting after being apart for so long. Uh, they go on like a really crazy acid trip. It's just, uh, okay. Yeah, like they're 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 the cutest they're they're the second cutest couple in all of DC. I would say I would still say Lois and Clark are the cutest couple in DC, but my favorite couple is probably Harley and Poison Ivy. I think that they're the uh, they're and I cannot recommend Harley Quinn the animated series enough uh for that reason. Like they are the reason that show ends up like paying off big time is like mm-hmm. cuz you know, it feels not pointless. You're just kind of like, yeah, cool. This is fun. Adventures adult animation it's a lot of fun but then when they make it clear that that's where they're taking it it's awesome they actually just released a valentine's day special uh for 
an additional episode in season three and it is raunchy as fuck. Uh, Bane gets like venom venomed out the ass. He grows into the size of a fucking like building and he just starts fucking buildings, destroying them and knocking them down. Uh, he's like a Godzilla type monster, but instead of knocking them down because, because he's just trying to cause destruction, poison Ivy's accidentally released her pheromones all over the city. So everyone's super horny. Oh, no. like a giant orgy throughout all of Gotham. And Bane just starts <laughs> fucking buildings until they crumble. Um, Horny Godzilla Bane. Wow. That's... that's the type of shit you're getting out of that show, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. You've convinced me. I mean, that's all I needed to hear. That's all. Um, that's the, that's the hardest <laughs> sell I can make. Okay. If you're, if you're not sold. You're fucking up. Yeah. I don't, something's wrong. Um, but no, that, that concludes it. That's that's the last of the last there. Wow. What a way to end it on the Valentine's Day special. Godzilla horned up Bane. Or Bane. Yep. Uh, you know, that's how you get there. It that's how Bane how it, Yeah. That's wow. Insane. But what a what a list. I don't know. It uh it got me to think of uh things in different lenses. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. And, uh, things that I haven't thought of before. And a lot of recommendations, a lot of things I need to rewatch. I need to rewatch Titanic bad. That's something mm. I need to watch. Getting re-released in theaters this weekend. Um, so good timing. Are they on just that. trying to like every big movie at the box office? Are they just trying to like yeah. break well, the James record? Cameron? He's never going to stop making money. You know, he now has two of the top three highest grossing movies of all time. Uh, both avatars are now top three. Um, That's kind of bullshit, though. Selling it only in 3D and for, like, 18 bucks a ticket, it's like, yeah, the, t- the fucking box office is going to go nuts. But, like, I don't know. That's kind of bull, I, I, in my opinion. <laughs> like, in, in the, I don't know. I feel, anyway, I, I haven't seen the movie still. It's like so when I artists, like, bundle those packages where they're like, oh, we're going to sell you a CD, but you're also going to get a t-shirt and this and this and this to run up their album sales. It's like, uh, yeah. people it's like, weren't just buying the album here. Uh, it's like, I don't know. Uh, people were going to go see the movie just to see the movie, but like to only sell it in 3d offer, you know, like that's the only for IMAX. Yeah. You can see it in digital. You can. Uh, what? There was not even a, in, in, in Kansas city. I thought I looked and it was just only 3d. Oh, there's no IMAX. There's no just IMAX. There's IMAX in 3d and there's digital. Uh, now the optimal one. Oh, for I me didn't even see any digital. I didn't see oh, any weird. digital options. Huh? Interesting. Maybe I'm just fucking up. Then I guess I'm just tripping on that. Well, that's the um, thing too. I haven't seen it because I don't want to see it in digital. I would like to see it in yeah. 3D. So like, I keep passing guess... up on it because the 3D showings are packed, and I'm like, ah, I want to see it when it's mm. a little less. And it's also three hours. It's it's just yeah, a lot. That's an but uh, anyway, regardless, I'm gonna rewatch Titanic soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, they get our money that, somehow. I think we'll conclude our third ever five by five. Was a pleasure, there my friend. Uh, Happy Valentine's if you would, Day. Yeah, if you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, including weekly poll lists, comic book reviews, book reviews, movie reviews, all sorts of stuff for three bucks a month. You can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it. So again, that's wow. patreon.com slash penny bloom pod. Head to Twitter, follow at penny bloom pod, follow on Instagram at penny bloom podcast. Uh, if you're fucking with me and Joe, we're doing a lot. 
lately. The Bad Batch is going on again tomorrow, uh, as as of Wednesday. We'll have a we'll have another Bad Batch episode to discuss. We're going to be doing uh, coverage of The Last of Us episodes four through six next week. Uh, we are continuing our comic book journey through film, and our comic book character draft is on Thursday. That'll be round three. Uh, Friday, we are covering Superman for the quest for peace. We're going to be covering Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania sometime over the next week and a half, would be my guess, after the release of it coming this weekend. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We got a lot lined up for you. Our Game of Thrones rewatch is still happening. Shout out to John and Egret. It's perfect timing. Uh, go ahead and check that out with us. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and happy Valentine's Day.